0: Wilson, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets.
1: Welcome the talking jets my name's ryan and i'll be your pilot tonight i am joined alongside my co-pilots i've got matt o'leary green bean the jets fan and ali from loyal ny jet fans what's up boys matt how you doing tonight
2: good man i wonder what we're gonna talk about it's a pretty slow day in the nfl today
1: right. <laughs> the last 24 hours just nothing really going on Greenbean, yeah how you doing brother
3: I'm with Matt. This is going to be a boring one. I don't even know where we're going to go. We'll figure it out, I suppose. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to see Ali,
4: too.
1: Ali, welcome back, brother. How you doing tonight?
4: I'm doing good. It's finally—it's—it's it's good to finally be back on, and um, let's just talk some football, finally.
1: Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Boys and girls, if you're just dropping in the stream, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Uh, for every 25 likes we get, we're going to have Nightbot pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway Uh, at the end of this stream. So all you got to do is hang around and just make sure you are listening because we love you and we want to give back to you. Uh, But we got a lot to get over, a lot to get into. What am I doing? I'm hitting all these different things. I'm hitting buttons and stuff. Uh, We got a lot to get into. We got to talk about, let's talk about like the pressing news real fast, all the things that happened over the course of the last day and a half or so. And then we'll get into some of the combine talk and we'll go into some of the comment questions as well. Uh, So let's Talk a little bit about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers gets a four-year, $200 million contract from what it seems like. Um, basically resets the quarterback market. And then we saw a whole bunch of things shift. We see Russell Wilson get traded from the Seahawks to the Broncos. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and then three players. So lots of movement all over the place. And it's going to change the entire way the draft and free agency winds up working. Uh, so Matt, I want to pass to you first. What are your thoughts on the quarterback moves between Rogers and Wilson?
2: Yeah. So not super surprised that Roger ended up going back to green Bay. It felt like that was going to be the case for a little bit here. Um, and as for Russell Wilson, like that really caught me off guard. I did not think he was going to get traded number one. And then number two, I did not think that Denver was going to be in play uh, for, for, for Russell anyway. So that one really caught me off guard. And, you know, what? I thought they could have got more. I I was surprised with what the return was
3: for Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah, Greenbean, how did you feel about Green Bay uh, retaining Rodgers and Seattle trading away Wilson?
3: Well, first thing I want to say is, yes, everybody, these are my daughter's headphones. Uh, I forgot my headphones at home. And as you know, I leave the the RV and I'm about 20 minutes from my RV. So going back for headphones, i looked around here. They were so, uh, yeah, so that's that, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's, uh, I look, I think that Seattle got good return for him. You know, he's probably got what three to five years left. I think it was good. They got uh, Drew Locke to, to play with for a little bit. Two firsts, two seconds. And uh, they also got Noah Fant and the defensive tackle. I forget his name. But um, I think that's fantastic return. Not to say they couldn't have gotten more, but I think this whole, like, last year when we were talking about Watson, like, four firsts, I, I think that's just ridiculous talk. Like, two firsts is a lot, man. And then you throw in two seconds. Like, that's a lot of picks. And I think Seattle – finally feels good about the jamal adams trade like they finally like they got rid of what russell wilson was like what 40 million 35 million on the cap and they still don't have much cap money so like with the with uh you know losing russell wilson it actually makes jamal's contract not the killer that it is and uh, i think they're really happy today i think it's exciting it's gonna be weird seeing russell wilson uh, with a with a bronco on his head, that's just it's one of those guys. You know, he's he's been in one place. It's gonna be weird to see. Here's my prediction: they're gonna suck. That's my prediction. Both teams are gonna suck, Ooh. and I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Uh, that's what I think. I think it takes it takes more than just a player coming over. A lot of the time, mm-hmm. new head coach, lots of new, lots of moving pieces, man. And uh, I think it's not going to be awesome. And I just love that Jamal Adams is stuck with a rebuilding team. Although I think the Seahawks will take a quarterback up top. I think that's what they're going to do with the ninth overall pick. But Aaron Rodgers, dude, he just played the Packers like a fiddle for a year. He just played them. I don't want to be here. I'm going to leave, but I'm a good soldier. The fans are on board. And then he, they gave him $200 million, which is what he wanted in the first place, in my opinion. And I think good move, Aaron Aaron Rodgers.
1: Ali, your thoughts on the quarterback moves?
4: Yeah, um, it was kind of definitely unexpected. I was like, I was, I, I came back from class and I fell asleep and I woke up to all the news that were just blasting uh, through Twitter and um, I was kind of like surprised. I thought it was fake uh, with the Wilson <laughs> trade just because I was like, that's a no one would thought like Matt said that he was gonna go to Denver uh, and no one thought that the trade would actually happen, but it was definitely serious. And I feel like there was a Washington um, article that came a couple weeks ago. Um, Seattle put that out on purpose just because they can get a better offer. Um, and, you know, I, I'm going to see, I feel like he'll work pretty well in Denver, especially with the talent that they have. Uh, Judy, um, you got Javante and all those guys there. So I think he'll play really well. It's just going to be, again, it's going to be very weird to see Russell Wilson in a different uniform um, and, I don't know what's happening in Seattle anymore. We just don't know. They're probably going to have to work with draft picks that they don't have. Uh, Like, I mean, maybe they want to trade DK to us. Like if they want more draft picks uh, to help us out. But um, it's definitely going to be very weird to see that. And then with Aaron Rodgers, um, he's Aaron Rodgers. That's why he got paid. Um, You know what he can do on the field. He puts up great numbers every single game. And that's why he got paid. That's why he threw a fit because he's – he's able to throw a fit because he's Aaron Rodgers. So no, that didn't really surprise me.
1: Yeah. Aaron Rodgers getting the amount of money he got. I, He's kind of a hypocrite. Like, I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the <laughs> video clip. I think it was Greg Jennings that was talking about how Aaron Rodgers went up to him at one point after Jennings got his money and Rodgers said something along the lines of, Oh, you know, once you, like he, Jennings had just signed his contract and he went up to him and he's like, Hey, just make sure you're not one of those guys that tries to renegotiate partway through. You signed your contract, you know, live up to it. <laughs> and Rodgers fucking does the same thing. Screw him. I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not a big Rogers fan. I think he's phenomenal. I think he, he has an argument for like one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's not, not that surprising, I guess. I thought his best shot of winning was going to be with, with uh, Green Bay. Uh, as far as Seattle. I think the Seahawks did not get enough in return. Uh, I was a little surprised by it. Now, I guess if the wheels come off in Denver and, you know, I don't know, maybe things go the, the wrong way. But I think Denver setting themselves up for another run like they did with Peyton. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Von Miller goes from the Rams back to the, the Broncos and they just, That'd like, shift over. Yeah, they, they, they used the second-round pick that they got. They got a second and a third for... Von Miller, when they traded him to the Rams, they use that second to go trade for Russell Wilson. And then they're going to get Von Miller back (laughs) the next year. Like I I like it. I think it's a good move for them. Uh, Seattle, I don't know what they're going to do. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're going to go out and try to get, like, I saw people saying like, Oh, they should go out and get Watson. They should go out and get this quarterback, get that quarterback. I saw that. Nah, they're, they're either going to tank and bottom out for this season, which I think is more likely. I don't think they're looking to take a quarterback at nine. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, I, I wouldn't have pictured Pete Carroll hanging around for a new rebuild of a team. Like, are they going to pull the plug? Are they trading DK? Are they, like, getting rid of, uh, you know, all the other guys? The friggin' Bobby Wagner might get cut. You got friggin' who else is over there? There's, like, three guys that are, like, right on the bubble right now, cap-wise. Whatever. I don't think Seattle got enough for
3: Russell. But they, what do you think they're supposed to get, though? What What are they supposed I mean, to get?
1: You're, are you telling me we basically got we traded Jamal Adams, or we could have traded yeah. Jamal Adams and two seconds for Russell?
3: Almost no. Pretty that's close. because they're stupid. It's, that it's was close. a bad deal. That was a bad. <laughs> it was deal. Was a bad deal. What's the. <laughs> Still, but what's the biggest deal in NFL history? What are the biggest deals outside Herschel of Herschel Walker? Walker right. right. And then you have the Mike Ditka trade out. Who the hell has ever gotten three firsts? No one. No one's ever traded three firsts, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I think everybody's nuts. If,
1: if, if Watson hadn't gotten in the trouble he got into, I think he would have gotten three firsts in a heartbeat. I think it would have been more than three firsts. I think it would have been three firsts and <sighs> probably multiple seconds. No, nope, like, two firsts, two seconds. Pick. It would have been the Jets' number yeah. two pick, which would have been, but it would have been three first. It would have been two, one this year and one next year if we had gone for him. I think.
3: Maybe we can say maybe, maybe's and babies. That's true. That's you know? true.
1: That's true. What's
3: All the right. old saying? If my my uncle had, if my aunt had a pecker, she'd be my uncle, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: I guess that is. Accurate. Something
3: like that. You know, but like, think about it. I mean, that is a lot. Not only mm-hmm. did they give them two firsts and two seconds, but they gave them a second-round quarterback. They gave them a first. Was Noah Fant was a first-round tight end? Yeah. I, I mean, they get that's a lot, man. That's a lot of was, shit. That's a lot. Noah Fant's good. They di- yeah, I was surprised they didn't
1: get Judy. To be honest, I thought that was going to be a throw-in in any trade for a quarterback. That's a, I guess right. It makes
3: sense. That's a um, good point, though.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure what Seattle's feeling right now. <laughs> Because yeah, you got two firsts, but you only got one first this year. <laughs> it's not like you got the double of the uh, you know, the quick rebuild yeah. or anything like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Apparently Washington offered three firsts for Wilson and they didn't want to trade him within the conference.
3: NFC?
4: Yeah.
3: I don't know. Who where'd we hear that? I don't know. That, I think that'd have to look it They up. would take three firsts, man. You take well, two seconds could be argued is better than three firsts. Still two premium players opposed to one you know. Sure. That's definitely that.
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely definitely a way to look at that. Uh the other big news we heard yesterday. Calvin Ridley done for Ugh. at least the 2022 season. At least crazy for gambling on football, specifically gambling on the Falcons. Now apparently he was gambling on them to win. So maybe there's not you know, as bad of an egregious kind of thing, but even still, you got to be smarter than that. I don't know. It's disappointing. It definitely narrows the wide receiver market even more than we had initially thought it was going to, and seeing all the franchise tags with all the players that got tagged definitely uh, doesn't give me the warm and fuzzies going into free agency and going, like, leading into the draft, having hopefully solved some more problems. Matt, what were your thoughts on uh, Calvin Ridley?
2: Uh, obviously, it's stupid. Um, you just... You don't. see, NFL players, you're able to bet on our sport if you want. You just can't bet on the NFL, which is just, it, it, it's silly. Just like not, don't bet on football. I don't know what's hard about that. But to play double advocate for a second, do you think it's a little hypocritical for the league that, like, you know, for all these domestic violence issues that hand out two and four suspensions, and then a guy bets on a game that's not even playing it and he's banned for a year? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, if that's if we're seeing the standard here, it seems like the NFL cares more so about um, their money and like uh, their players not being shit human beings, which I guess I should be surprised, but it was still a little bit surprising yesterday to hear that.
1: Yeah, I, I would say it's not surprising because the shield is always about protecting the shield and it's always about doing what's good for the bottom line, right? So having you know, this gambling issue, if they're, if they lose the sponsorships from gambling, they lose billions, not to mention like people claiming that the, the league is rigged. I mean, just think about what's going to happen to John Ross. He might be forced to sell his team because of the, the potential rigging of games. And that's what they're concerned about with Ridley. Uh, but I agree. It's definitely two-faced. They should absolutely, you know, if you're going to have this strong of a stance against $1,500 worth of gambling, you should have this strong of a stance when a guy cold cocks his girlfriend in an elevator, like I'm sorry, I don't I don't like the way the NFL has handled a lot of their suspensions and things like that.
3: Hopefully, they could just do better <clears throat> going forward.
1: Green bean, what are your thoughts? Well, on, le- uh, with- yeah.
3: Let me let me present a different side of the argument, and I want to make clear I am not in favor of uh, violence in any capacity, especially male to female, as sexist as that is these days. Uh, I don't think men should hit women. But here's the thing: only one of those cho- those crimes. Can be punished by the law. So, um, the uh, the NFL's suspension on top of a violent act, a, a um, you know a domestic or whatever it might be, that's also being dealt with in the court of law. There's going to be uh, penalties, jail time, what, what you know, whatever potential is there. So the NFL just puts on top of that their 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 penalty the the one with the gambling the it's not against the law calvin ridley's not going to suffer anything anywhere except in the nfl now it's like i heard a lot about the nfl is pushing all these sports books and all that stuff so aren't they hypocritical it's in the collective bargaining agreement that you know uh this is yes we want gambling we you know we have beer sponsors all, all the stuff we have you're still not allowed to do x y and z if you want to get paid this money and be a part of the league so uh, while i think it's dumb and and all that the truth is is that the nfl should absolutely come down hard on him to set a precedent because, again, it, this is the only place that he can suffer a repercussion is with the NFL. It's the only place. So they're going to be serious because, like Ryan just said, um, if, if it starts getting out there that the league is rigged because players are betting on their teams and then drop. And the first time somebody who's accused of betting drops a pass, mm-hmm. it, it's like it's going to be bedlam and they don't want it. So I think um, – Maybe a little severe, but I do understand why it's different. There's a lot more variables than the NFL isn't the only thing punishing these players who beat the hell out of somebody or uh, get in a car accident or whatever it might be.
1: Ali, what are your thoughts on Calvin Ridley?
4: Yeah, I'll go a different route of this of just saying how much I wanted Calvin Ridley. I mean, I mean, last last stream that I had with you guys, I literally was wanting Calvin Ridley. Yep. I didn't want Aaron Robinson. I didn't want Amari <laughs> Cooper. I didn't want anyone. I wanted Calvin Ridley, um, because I feel like he was ready to play football, and I think he was. Just this stuff came in the way, and I think he was mentally ready to play football. Um, and he's just a playmaker. He would come in and be the number one uh, receiver, and especially with. The combine news coming out saying that uh, Joe Douglas is going to make a splash. Uh, he's going to make a bold trade, stuff like that. Rich Simini even said that like today, saying that um, you know they think that Joe Douglas is going to make a big move in free agency uh, through a trade or whatever. Um, and then you just see it just go down the drain in one day, like Dolan Schultz going out of the drain, Ridley going, and we're just like, what are we doing now? What are the Jets' plans now? On what, who they're going to attack and who are they going to try to get, but with Calvin Ridley, I really did want him. I think he would be a great receiver for us. Uh, but obviously, that went down the drain. I didn't really like the suspension for the year, um, you know. But the league does what it wants, so um, that's all you can really say about that.
1: Now, I have no idea what the Jets are going to wind up doing in free agency. There was a. Ton of guys franchise tagged. Ton of guys. I'll put up the list right Uh. now. We lost. So not that. Let me go through all the guys that were franchise tagged, and then we'll talk about basically how we feel about, you know, the position groups or whatever. So Cam Robinson of the Jaguars, their tackle gets franchise tagged. Dalton Schultz gets the franchise tag from the Cowboys. Orlando Brown from the Chiefs. Jesse Bates from the Bengals. David Njoku from the Browns. Gazicki from the Dolphins, Godwin from the Bucks, and Devontae Adams of the Packers. I would say of the wide receivers I'm most disappointed about is Godwin. I had an outside hope that maybe we'd, we'd have an opportunity to snag him and just kind of let him rest for a bit. Uh, he's still young enough, and I think he fits this system like a glove. Devontae Adams we never really had a shot at. Gazicki, I'm actually kind of happy they franchise tagged him because I think it takes them out of the conversation for – Taking Schultz at the end of round, or uh, not Schultz, taking um, Trey McBride at the end of the first round. Uh, David Njoku was a guy I thought the Jets were really going to target. And from my understanding, he was their number two tight end in free agency that they were going to try and target. Um, So that's disappointing. Jesse Bates, I didn't think was going to hit free agency because of all the cap space the Bengals have. Orlando Brown wasn't on it for us. Dalton Schultz, obviously, that's the big one I think that a lot of people are upset with because. Everyone had their heart set on him as tight end for the Jets next year, and then Cam Robinson is a really kind of makes me nervous one because that's that's one where now I'm not sure where the Jaguars go at the top of the draft. Are they going with a tackle still, or are they going Hutchinson or Hamilton or or some other type of situation? Um, Matt, I'm going to pass the question off to you. How do you feel about the guys who are franchise tagged, and who are you most disappointed about? Um, or give me some commentary on what you're what you're thinking.
2: Yeah, obviously Schultz getting tagged is disappointing. That's something that I really wanted Jets to be able to go and get. Cam um, Robbins is an interesting one in this list, too, because he's a left tackle for the Jaguars. So does that make them out of Evan Miller like or Like, who knows? Supposedly, Oz for the number one pick uh, for Aiden scare rocket. So if Aiden Hutchinson and on are going to go 1-2, go that's obviously going to impact what the Jets do at 4 um, so I know it's going to be a crazy few weeks here. And, uh, those are the big ones stuck
3: out to me today.
1: Green bean. What about you? How are you feeling about this franchise tagged
3: free agent class? <clears throat> Dude, all the tight ends are gone. All of them, all the ones that, I mean, we got some older fellows around and, uh, any of them that I was even mildly interested in, I think most of them are gone. I think, um, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's it's definitely interesting. Like we saw Godwin. uh, We have Devontae Adams. So a lot of the bigger names that we were kind of playing around with are gone. Uh, I'm surprised that all the tight ends like, you know, we saw Njoku and they're going to keep in Cleveland. uh, What's his name again? Uh, Njoku. uh, What's the the other? No, the other guy. They they franchised Njoku. I just can't remember his name but they said they're going to keep their other tight end too. Um so and then we look Gazicki, you know, and I you know obviously um you know all these tight ends like these were the guys that we were looking at. So it's kind of a bummer. Um now we might need to double dip in the draft, which I'm fine with anyway. I think Ertz is Ertz going to be a free agent this year. I I just forget if he's a free yeah. agent, if he signed a one year. Um Yep. Okay, so that yep. that could be an interesting one to bring in as a vet. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's a big bummer, dude. I think it ruined our plans. We were having some fun dreaming about Schultz.
1: Ali, how you feeling about the franchised free agent class?
4: Yeah, I think like you guys all said, it's, uh, Dalton Schultz that sticks out to everyone. Um, but it's more about how the Jets are going to approach that position now because we know heading into this season, um, we had to improve the tight end position And I really do like the Zach Ertz and maybe uh, draft a tight end because you definitely have to draft a tight end uh, no matter what in this draft. Um, There's just so much, you know, talent in this. You saw on the combine and you saw the senior bowl. You just see them. And even if you watch just tape of them, these tight ends are pretty good. And they don't drop the ball very often. Um, And if you get Zach Ertz in there because the Jets need a full – full locker room change at the tight end position that tight end room sucks so you need to get guys in there that know um you know how to play ball and know how to help their uh your quarterback and that's pretty much what it is right helping zach wilson improve from year one to year two and for years to come so i think Zach Ertz coming in as a veteran president would be helpful for him and then drafting maybe um mcbride or uh ferguson or someone like that um would help him a lot um and i think that's kind of what the route they're probably looking at and i think that's what the route a lot of fans were looking at because i feel like we kind of knew dolan schultz was going to get tagged i think all of us kind of knew that um but we, just, we were just praying that he didn't um and then they so for some reason changed their mind on on amari cooper um and just franchise tagged him instead of dalton schultz but obviously schultz is a, ta- a top in my eyes top five tight and in the league um, and you can put numbers up there. So uh, obviously it's sad not having him, but having Ertz and maybe drafting maybe even two tight ends in the draft uh, would go a long way for this team.
1: Yeah. I a hundred percent agree guys. If you're just tuning in, make sure you hit that like button on the way in for every 25 likes we get. We're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway. Sorry. Right now. Cause we're going back to yesterday's stream. If you tuned in for the Monday stream, you were qualified for today's giveaway. I got Jets Forever, D. Vieira, Kevin Chatta, Jay Perez, HMNI Cadoza, Jake, Robert Killian, Mark Orlando, Don't Judge the Drip, Zachary Berner, Matt Curtis, Harlan Abram, and Rusty Spooner. You guys are all qualified for our t-shirt giveaway. We're going to do that at the end of this stream. If you guys haven't joined the mock first round competition, I'm giving away a jersey for whoever winds up winning it. It's just first-round mock. Real easy. It's free to enter. It's down in the description down below. Uh, definitely uh, check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, all right. Let's get into a few Super Chats that popped up. We got one from, let's see, Richard Delgado. Let me just resize this. Let's get this down a little bit. Bam. All right. Uh, thanks, Dick. He says, <laughs> The Jets should trade three first-round picks for Bo Callahan, the guy from draft day. Sorry. No. Not happening. Uh David Gerard drops in with the super chat says, "Can't wait to play the Seahawks at their place." Are we playing the Seahawks this year? Is that one of our uh one of our games? I don't think so. I didn't think it
4: was. I don't I think we play them.
1: Well, either way, I can't wait to I, I love that Jamal just got his contract and he's kind of stuck on a team that's like, you know, not really going anywhere. It just makes me oh so happy. I might smoke a cigar on Instagram and dance around like a buffoon. Um, yeah, I can't wait to play the the Seahawks either. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mark Riss drops in with a... He's got a celebration of eight months of the membership tier. So he gets his own little super chat. He says, Brett Favre to Rogers, 30 years and only two chips. Pathetic. Yeah, when you have two all-time great quarterbacks and you only have two rings to show for it, uh it's disappointing. I think Aaron Rodgers has definitely um underwhelmed. He's got what, 4 MVPs, so he's he's a good quarterback, but he just seems to choke it away in the in the postseason, you know, every year. Matt, your thoughts on uh Favre <laughs> to Rodgers for 30 years <clears> of <throat> dominance but only two rings.
2: I wish they had that quarterback play. Um must be nice, but unfortunately, very much so underachieved over
3: that time.
1: Greenbean, any thoughts on Favre and Rodgers with 30
3: years of good quarterback play? If that was the Jets, all we would hear is how much we suck, About it would be a laughing stock. Like, if we had two quarterbacks like that, and we – I mean, it's more fun to win, right? So, I don't, we don't mm-hmm. have shit to say. But if that was us, Jets fans would be – we would have been talking about cutting Favre, getting rid of Rodgers. He sucks. He can't win the big game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's disappointing, man. I mean, but, again, dude, they've been to how many championship games? We still talk about we, – we've been to four AFC championship games since 1982, And we hold them up like they're they're badges of honor, right? So they've been to a whole – they've been four in the last three years or something like that. So it's more fun to win. They have a lot more fun than we have, so I think they'll
4: take it.
1: Ali, any thoughts on the 30 years (laughs) and only two chips?
4: Yeah, I mean, we only have one in the past, like (laughs) – 50 years so I, I don't know if i should really be talking <laughs> right now um but um just seeing the greatness of rogers and how much numbers they put on every single year and just only having two championships to show for it's kind of because you look at tom brady you look at these other guys and they're just like they're winning they're winning games they're winning the big games and everything like that but by Favre rogers literally only two chips like i mean it's not the worst thing but like it's not the greatest for someone that people consider is one of the greatest of this lifetime of like this generation. A lot of people think Rodgers better than Brady, but like how, if he can't show that he can win with any team or wherever he has. So yeah, it's just very disappointing. And again, like what green bean said, if it was the jets, we would never hear the end of it. So, right.
1: Uh, Edward Ziff drops in with a super chat. Thanks, Edward. He says, I really think we should try to get Robbie Anderson. He's fast experienced and reasonably priced. I asked Ryan this earlier and he just said, no, (laughs) why? Yeah. I don't want Robbie Anderson back. I'm sorry. We played that experiment. I'd rather go for some young blood. I think he's at like $12 million a year. So I'm not really looking to trade for someone at $12 million a year. That's, I don't want to say a one trick pony, but you know, limited, uh, it may be his route tree and whatnot. So I would say no to Robbie Anderson. Matt, yes or no for Robbie Anderson?
2: No. Sorry.
1: Green Bean, talk to me. Yes or no for uh, Robbie Anderson?
3: Uh, I, w- I wouldn't want to. Um, I think it's silliness. I think the whole thing was silly. I mean, they said Robbie Anderson said he wanted to play here. He literally just signed a two-year extension down there this year. So I don't even know what it is. But, no, I think uh, Robbie Anderson, if we wanted to keep him, that's one thing. To go out there and trade for him a la Lavernius Coles, I think that's that's silliness. Ali, your thoughts?
4: Look, uh, I spent a lot of time with Robbie Anderson. I did a couple of events with him, and he's a cool dude. He's a funny guy. Uh, Doesn't talk much, though, but when he does, it's really funny. Um, and I loved the time that he was with us. Uh, he was fun to watch. I think he still has a lot in his tank. But but going back to your question of coming back to the Jets, yeah, hell no. <laughs> yeah,
1: why, I right? Definitely, definitely agree. Um, all right, who's up next? Pooch Guy. Pooch Guy drops in the Super Chat, says, Harold Landry, possible target for Edge. I'm all on board uh, trying to go after Harold Landry. And I don't know, you know, how that would impact our draft because you don't know what Lawson's going to be. You have him on a three-year contract. I believe you can get out of it after this year. So I don't know if it necessarily changes your draft strategy, but I like him. I mean, he's only 25 years old. Spot Track had him at, I think, $17 million a year. If that's the contract you're going to get for him, I would 100% go for it because I think that in a very small talent pool in free agency. Um, I think he's probably going to go for more than that, Uh, but we'll see. I I like the player for sure. Matt, your thoughts on Harold Landry? Uh,
2: I like him. He's a good young player, and uh, I think if he can make the transition from outside linebacker to uh, 4-3 edge rusher, I'd be in.
1: I think he can. I mean, he played with his hand in the dirt a bunch this past year, and he did pretty well. He definitely stood up as well. And he's, what, 250 or 255 pounds? So he is maybe a touch lighter uh, than you may want your edge to be. But I don't think it's, you know, unreasonable for him to do well um, at his weight and whatnot. But uh, Greenbean, any thoughts on Landry? Landry?
3: yeah he was a second round pick uh so i want to remind everybody that it's not only about the first round everybody we don't have to freak out and get everybody in the first second we have two second round picks Howard landry was a second round pick in the sam Darnold year if i remember correctly so we could have grabbed him if we didn't trade three second round picks uh to move
4: up so i just want to remind everybody of that You could be
1: your thoughts on landry <laughs>
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I was looking at his stat total for like sacks. He started off with four point five, nine five point five in this past year. He had twelve sacks, uh, so that's pretty much better than any team, any guy we have on our team right now. Um, and he's a guy that I feel like the Titans are probably going to try to sign back, like heavy mm-hmm. try, because I think um, he was a very big part of that uh, Titans defense. Um, but if the Jets can somehow get there, you know, we have the money, we have the load to get him. So if Douglas likes him. Um, And I heard, um, like, very few things about him. He's a good locker room guy, too. Um, So if he can bring in, um, you know, just a little bit of experience to this young squad that they're trying to develop and the Jets' defense, um, I think he would fit really well. The Pooch Guy drops in with another super chat. Says, give me DK
1: for the 10th and hook it into my veins. So I heard this a lot. I went live as soon as Russell Wilson was traded (laughs) and... I would say maybe 75% of the chat was bringing up DK Metcalf and how the Jets have to go out and get him and, you know, go out and do this right now. And I just don't see it happening. I don't see, like, the Jets being able to get DK for the 10th pick based on, like, everything that went down with Seattle and us. Like, I feel like he's destined to go to another team if he is traded, but I think there's a shot he winds up staying with Seattle still. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on DK?
2: Um, I would take him for pick thirty-five. I don't want to give up a top ten pick for Jay Mecca.
3: Green Bean, what about you? I'm uh, I'm in agreement with Matt. I think uh, that's too much. It's just too much. I mean, he's what he's got one year left on his contract too. So you're trading away a first round pick for a guy who's going to want to get paid uh, mightily, and uh, you're more than likely going to end up losing him. So I mean, I'm not even a big fan of trading a second, but that would be that would be my top for DK Metcalf with the situation surrounding him. Love him, but that's where I stand on it.
1: Ali, how you feeling about DK?
4: Yeah, so after watching the combine and seeing how much talent of at wideout is in this draft, um, especially uh, in the, you can grab one in the first and second round, and that's how much you would have to give to get DK. I'd rather just take a <laughs> shot on a guy who's a rookie and doesn't have asking for a lo- big contract and see how he goes because there's a lot of talent in, in the wide receiver market. Um, in the draft. So it just, it just doesn't make sense for the Jets to go out and trade so much for DK. And I don't think they're going to want to trade with us anyway. So. Yeah, I'm
1: 100% in agreement with you guys. 35 would be a conversation, but like Ali said, there's a lot of talent in this year's draft. Uh, Jim I drops in the Super Chat, says, here's a pint of fuel for Green Bean. For those of you that don't yeah! know Green Bean's traveling around the uh, <laughs> the country, I was on Green Bean Street <laughs> last night, and we were talking about it, and we started getting... Uh, gas donations throughout the night so we were talking yeah. about the gas prices
3: right i had to change my plans i was heading to california after here to palm springs to go ride all the coasters it's 750 a gallon for diesel in california i literally had to change my plans it's four i watched it go from Jeez. 389 <laughs> 389 to 489 in four days what is that so uh yeah everybody How started much? sending me gas money
1: how, how many how many miles do you get to the gallon with your rig
3: when i'm pulling my rig i get 10. we are going to need to make sure oh, you're going yeah. downhill
1: we're not going to be able to get green yeah. bean back from the Rockies. <laughs> he's not going to be able to make it yeah. over the mountains
3: <laughs> no man i get i just have to make it to yellowstone because i'm working up there once i get to yellowstone but i can't right now because the snow's too deep so i gotta wait but uh, once I get to Yellowstone, I'll make some money, and then I'll get out of here. Then I'm going to Santa School. As you guys know, I'm going to be a Santa Claus in Michigan. I'm going to the top-rated Santa School in the country. But if I could just make it to Yellowstone in Santa School, we'll be okay. I need help. Everybody send me gas money so I can get to Yellowstone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Richard Delgado, a.k.a. Dick, drops in with another Soup Chat, says, Now that Schultz and Njoku are gone, I think the best tight end – on the market is Henry Ruggs. Solid. <laughs> solid. Um, probably not where we're gonna go with that. Uh, Alex Canillo drops in with a super chat. Alex says, if not Kyle, uh, if not Kayvon Thibodeau, sauce at four and Walker at ten is best in my opinion. Yes, I would prefer Walker. I would say if I had to rank my edges, I don't I don't wanna touch Kayvon. I'm like deathly afraid of this guy, like just pulling a Jamal Adams and just blowing up the locker room. And I'd like, don't want to see that happen. So I would say I would want Hutchinson, then Walker. Then it's probably a toss up between Karloftis and Johnson. I'd probably put Karloftis a little bit higher, Um, but I like the, I like the depth of the edge rushers. I have no problem, you know, going sauce at four and then going with an edge rusher at 10. But if we wind up seeing Hutch go at one KT go at, you know, two, I don't know if there's a, you know, now that the Ridley situation happened at number eight and the Packers are now at number nine, I don't know if we have to worry about Sauce getting picked before our number 10 pick unless someone trades in front of us. So I'm a little more at ease with going edge at four, I guess. But uh, it'll be interesting. Matt, what are your thoughts if no uh, Thibodeau at four, going Sauce and Walker at 10?
2: Um, I don't... I. Completely walked away differently from the combine uh, on Kayvon's video than he did. Um I I actually liked his uh press conference a whole lot. Well spoken and to me it just seems like someone who's uh wants to improve and wants to get better. Um I like Sas Gardner a ton. He's my he's been my number one corner for a while now. Um Walker, I don't get the Uh to me he's more like, I don't know, maybe like my fifth edge, but I still like Carlotis and
3: Jensen more than him.
1: Creemian, your thoughts on sauce at four Walker at 10.
3: Yeah. I think everybody's just high from the combine. This happens every year. There are players that we all fall in love with and they're all the buzz after the combine. It's natural. It's normal. Don't, don't, uh, don't feel bad if, if you're involved, but I think uh, sauce Gardner at four would be a mistake in my opinion. Um, I like him. I'm not saying anything, you know, if we grab him, you know, fine. But, uh, That's not the way I think the Jets are going to go. It's not the way I would go. I think that's an overdraft of a guy who had a, you know, he was, uh, he played in college. He was that shutdown guy. They never picked on him. They all picked on Kobe Bryant. Um, When he comes to the NFL, it's not going to be that experience. He's going to have a rough first year, in my opinion. They're going to beat the living shit out of him. And he's going to have a completely different experience. Not to say he won't come out on top of it, but he's going to take a while, in my opinion, Uh, as talented as he is. And uh, that's not a top five pick in my opinion.
1: Ali, your thoughts Sauce at four Walker at
4: 10. I'm kind of with Green Bean with Sauce. Um, I do feel like it was on and no it was he was on not a lot of people's radars after, before the combine. no one even knew about him and people started knowing him when the Jets a social media account posted a mock draft of them drafting him at four. And I think that's when people start to know him right before the combine. Um, And no one really knew him. Yeah, he could be a really good fit. but um, And I would definitely question it if the Jets drafted him at four. But I would still be, like, thinking positively because I do think he would fit well. But he is a project. I feel like he is some guy that's not going to go in and make plays right away. Um, You know, I, I just don't feel that. I think he just had a great combine and a lot of guys have really good combines and they suck in the NFLs. um and they get the yeah. they get and he's coming to a big city in New York and if he sucks he's going to go down the drain um especially if you're picked at number 4 so for sauce um it's going to be very interesting how the jets handle it because they need to do extensive work on him if they really want sauce and they actually believe he could be a star for the team
1: I love sauce Gardner. I have no problem. If they want to make the pick at four and they think he's not going to be there by Ugh. 10, no problem whatsoever. I think he fills a premium position that you would have paid $20 million a year for in free agency. And the dude didn't allow an interception or didn't allow a touchdown through his entire college career. He allowed 130 yeah, yards, the entirety of his last year, but and see, only gave up how 14 many, yards against Alabama.
3: Yeah. They didn't throw it at him. That look, look there's right? a positive. I mean, a a, thing. There's a, there's a positive and a negative to that though. I I agree man, but it's like he never got tested because he was considered the the guy not to throw at cuz they they picked on Kobe Bryant. But the dude, I'm telling you, in the NFL, that's not happening. He's not coming in and as a fr- as I'm sorry, a rookie shutting down All the wide receivers that, like, think about it, man. He's going to come in and play the best in the world. You think they're not going to pick on him? It's going to be an entirely different scenario. And uh, I I don't know, man. I think uh, he's an illusion. I'm I'm not saying he's not talented. I'm not saying I don't like him. I agree. He's my cornerback one, too, although I do like Andrew Booth and uh, Elam. And there's a few guys that I really like. But, um going from a situation where he yes he never gave up touchdowns but they didn't throw at him now that's a good thing Three from years. one side of it the Three the other years. side because they picked on Kobe Bryant dude that's what happened so i don't know man it's just again he's going to come into the nfl and there he's not going to have that 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 cushion of not even getting thrown at and uh, what if Again, good, I then understand. They start th- then they can throw the other way because,
1: like, well, that's what we did with Revis, right? You got Revis and you get Cromartie. Yeah, Revis, Revis had a rough three, first year. Years.
3: yes, he took him fucking three or four years, dude. We're we're ready to cut Becton and Mims and everybody in year two. So I'm just saying, like, guys, like if you're using the top four pick on somebody. They got to be a top five pick, and I think Sauce Gardner. As much as I like him, I don't want it to sound like I think he's going to have a rough first couple of years, at least one year. Let's say he's going to have a rough first one or two years, and uh, it's going to be a whole different thing than people think. He's not generational. It's none of that stuff people are saying. All of a sudden, um, two weeks ago, we didn't hear anything about this guy, and now it's um, you know it's like I'm just concerned. Top five picks. I don't see Sauce Gardner as a top five pick. That's just me.
1: See, I think the whole... God, you're going to get me fired up. (laughs) When you make a pick at four, Uh you're making a statement to the rest of your organization because you have every player in the draft to choose from, and you are saying, this is the type of player we want to model our organization after, and I think Sauce fits that to a T, exactly what you would want. Now, I would say my tune changes a little bit because if you're giving me the option of Thibodeau at four or Sauce at four, I'm going to take Sauce at four. But because of how Walker performed and because of the trades that have happened and the things that have gone down with Ridley, I think you probably have a better chance of getting Sauce at 10 now than you did just two days ago. Um, And I would say, you know, I would prefer to go Walker at four or whatever your edge, you know, top edge is at four, then go Sauce at 10 or trade down. If he's not there, I would be fine with that. Ali, Eh. your thoughts, Sauce at four, Walker 10.
4: Yeah, um that i said it earlier and people kind of roasting me on uh the chat right now but um i the thing with sauce the i like i'm not hitting on a guy like greenby i'm not hitting on him but is he worth that fourth overall pick in my eyes i just don't see it um you know if he drops a 10 sure i'll take him but is he gonna actually drop a 10 i' don't, i doubt it um especially after the good combine and all that stuff um and again he's just more of like Will he be living up to the hype? You know, it's always concerning um, if you're not 100% with a guy uh, and drafting him number four overall. Number four. You literally sucked all of last year and had the fourth pick and you're going to put that one pick on that guy. So you're literally drafting the after a horrible season you're drafting this guy. You need to be certain that he will be a guy that will help you for years to come. And I just, I can't say that. Like, I can't be confident and say that and be like, Sauce will be the guy. That's just my thing. I think he's talented. I think he was good in the combine. He was really great. Um, he, has, he made plays in college as well. But I can't just, like, I can't confidently say right now that he will be great for us. I, I, I just can't.
1: You guys get me all fired up. Guys, make sure you hit that like button on your way in. We're going to give away a t-shirt at the end of the stream, and every 25 likes we get, we're going to pick a qualifier from our live stream chat. Uh, so make sure you, you hit that like button for us. Uh, NY Jets Forever... Where to go? Bam. NY Jets Forever. Thank you for the super chat. It says, you think we could trade for Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods on like a one year deal? Cooks, from my understanding, is not pleased and doesn't want to be traded. He wants to be released, which makes sense. Then he can go anywhere he wants. So unfortunately, he doesn't really have much of a say. Um, I don't know if I'd want Cooks. I do like Woods a lot. Um, did did Woods get hurt in yeah. the playoffs? Did he tear an ACL? Is that what wound up happening?
4: Or was it? Yeah, he tore I his remember ACL, I think, like, before the before the playoffs, I think. Mm. It, everything got yeah, hurt before they brought the in
1: Odell. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. And then Odell tore his ACL. <laughs> so, I get, I don't know. I Of these two, I guess you'd probably stay away from the ACL and you go with Cooks. But I think there's other routes I'd probably go before doing that. Uh, Matt, what do you think about Cooks or Woods?
2: Uh, of the two, Cooks. Um, well, I would have for a little bit of a more splash than one of those two to be with you. Mm-hmm.
1: Green Bean, what about you? Woods or Cooks?
3: I don't know. Wh- which Woods? Jelani Woods?
1: No, no, no. We Robert Woods about. or Brandon Cooks. Sorry.
3: <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm dealing with your webcams. Go go to Ali for a second. I was clearing this guy out of here. You gotta...
1: <laughs> Ali, what's going on? How are you feeling about uh, Robert Woods or Brandon Cooks?
4: Yeah, with when it comes to injuries with wideouts, it kinda of scares me. Um, especially with Robert Woods coming off an injury. Is he gonna be that Robert Woods that we always liked um in a Rams uniform? Um, you know, we all we I love I love Robert Woods. Um with when he was with um, um Cooper Cup on the other side, he was literally bawling out. Um, but we didn't see a full almost I don't know what week he got injured, but I, I feel like I didn't see many flashes from last last year. Um he probably went down really early in the season. Um, but Brandon cooks, I feel like he's always making plays. I feel like he's always, no matter what bad team he's on, um, you always see Brandon cooks making some type of play. Uh, he has speed. He has good hands uh, and he's good uh, after the catch. So um, definitely cooks out of those two.
1: Matt, I'm just realizing this. Are we, do we lose you at nine o'clock or are you here for the stream?
4: No, there is no game today.
2: So I'm not working my three jobs that only two i love it see i was just i looked
1: over at the chat and they're like oh wow matt's still here
2: i was like oh i forgot he does that <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all right i like it. uh disregard papa come actually hold on uh green bean did you want to give any thoughts on woods or cooks before i move on yeah brandon
3: cook should he should have been a jet from the beginning that was the pick mm-hmm. in uh 2014 i think it was when we yeah, took Louis calvin Pryor. I, I thought 100% and I got excited before the pick. We're getting Brandon Cooks and no, but I'm with Ali, man. The guy's a playmaker. He's getting, you know, he's he's getting older, but uh, I like Brandon Cooks. I like Woods too. Disregard I like Papa I just, comes in with... I just want to say something to everybody in the chat that's saying that all of a sudden Sauce Gardner is the best player in the draft. Two weeks ago, it was Icky is the best player in the draft. You know what I mean? Like, I, we just got to calm down. And I'm I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm saying I wouldn't take him at four. That's it. Two weeks ago, 99% of you would have said the same thing. He runs fast and did a couple drills, and everybody's losing their minds. Just calm down. Let's take an even keel approach and really look at stuff. At the end of the season, he was cornerback three. Okay? So let's just remember that. Just remember, everybody calm down out there. That's what I want to <laughs> say to everybody.
4: I love it. Disregard Papa
3: comes in I with a super it. chat
1: saying, do you think <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau will drop to 10 due to personality? No, I, I don't think that. I think there's going to be a team that, you know, definitely likes him. The talent's there, right? Like, there's no reason he can't be a top five pick. But I think the the personality for me, based on the culture we're trying to grow, I don't know if our locker room and team is established enough to to bring him in and not have it potentially impact some of the younger players on our team. Um, so I, I would pass on Thibodeau. Um, I mean, if he fell to 10, I would take him there maybe, but I, um, I would think he'll go before then. I think he goes to the Giants at seven. That would be my guess. But now with, you know, Hutchinson possibly going one, maybe that changes things and Thibodeau goes two. um, Ali, I'll throw it to you for this one. Where do you think KT goes?
4: Yeah, I'd probably say if anything to the Giants, if he falls like deeply, um, and for the jets wise of why the jets shouldn't um what we've noticed for the last couple of drafts that we have seen of joe douglas is that um he's a very he loves leadership he loves guys who are leaders of a football team um that's the personality he always looked i feel like the first draft literally they were all captains of their respective colleges um and i think that just kind of puts it out of the picture of like what they're trying to build there, especially with Robert Sala as well, he's also all down with the leadership and all they want. Lead, they want they want a hundred leaders if they can get that on this football team. So um, I don't think that just goes down the narrative. He is obviously a great football player, and if he does fall to the Jets at ten, I would hundred percent take him. But he, for the Jets perspective, I don't think it just makes sense because we don't need it. We're not, I don't think we're going to be like winning fo- like in the playoffs and for a Super Bowl right now. And he's not that Super Bowl, he could be that guy, but we don't need that type of player right now. Uh, we need players that can develop with us and the young squad that we have. So, um, I think for the longer wave of like how what the Jets are trying to build, he just wouldn't fit correctly.
1: Jets World celebrates 12 months of membership to the channel. So, thank you so much. Uh, So he gets a free super chat, says we need to trade for Cooper before he's released. Yes, I 100% agree. I would trade for Cooper. I'd offer a fifth round pick. And if they don't take it, you know, then someone else offers it. You know, maybe you consider a fourth and then that's probably as high as I'd go. I don't know if I want to give up a third for that kind of contract, but I do think that we would not attract Cooper in free agency. And I think the benefit of having him on three, what would essentially be three franchise tags that you can cut after any season uh, is absolutely huge. I don't care if I have him for one year at $20 million giving up a fifth round pick while we let Christian Watson develop and then we get to decide between Cooper for another year or if we want to hold on to Corey Davis. You get you know a few different options here. So I very much would like to trade for Cooper. Matt, I know you've brought up Cooper before. What are your thoughts uh, at this point in the offseason now?
2: Yeah, if he hits the market, I'd be... Going for it uh and trying to sign him. Or if you want to say, like, hey, Dallas, here's a fifth rounder, don't you know, don't cut him. We'll take on the contract. I'm good with two because the Jets have, you know, an opportunity here with all this draft capital that they have. So i uh, am for it. Jack Filipowski drops him with the super chat,
1: says Pringle from Kansas City would be a great coal replacement. Uh Greenbean, how you feeling about Pringle from Kansas City. Do you know much about him? Uh, it seems like Matt's pretty interested. Uh, I could toss to him if you want.
3: Yeah, I was uh, really excited about trying to figure out how Pringle's was somehow going to get us out of the uh. Uh, coal market. So I don't. Yeah, I know. I'm not. Go ahead, to Matt. I'm. I don't have much of a stance on on this one. Yeah, Matt, fire away. <clears throat>
2: Uh, well we had some we have some breaking M Chef, news. The Titan signed Harold Andrew to five year eighty seven and a half million dollar deal. So there goes that option. Damn. Uh, so
1: what is that? Eighty five million divided by five. That's what seven 80 and a half million? divided
2: by five. Seventeen and a
1: half. Seventeen and a half. Okay. So yeah, it was right where we were talking about, right? We were saying uh, four years sixty eight point four million is what they were saying. So wow, spot track was right on. Man, that's depressing.
3: Wow. Yeah, Spot um, Track's pretty good, man. I gotta hand it to those guys; they're good. I like that site. Matt, your thoughts too. on Pringle? Me um,
2: I think that'd be like Braxton Barrios walks. Then I think you get a guy go like Pringle. He could be your your burner slash threat slash to a little bit of everything for you, kind of river.
1: Kool Aid drops in with a super chat. Thanks, Kool Aid. He says. Jets sign Allen Robinson, draft Burks at 10. Uh I know everyone still really likes Burks. I don't want to take a wide receiver at 10. I think the value for wide receiver is definitely at 35 or 38. And it's not, you know, me ripping on Burks at all. It's me just not wanting Wilson or not wanting London or any of that stuff. Um and I would I would prefer Christian Watson or Uh, Pickens. I mean, I I don't think it's unreasonable to think Burks might slide to the the beginning part of the second round. I think there's a shot we could get him at 35. Um, You know, Jameson Williams might be there. There's a lot of other players I would prefer at 35 or 38 than I would want to take at 10. I would much prefer to trade down or go a different direction there. Green Bean, I'm going to throw this one to you. Uh, Jets sign Allen Robinson, then draft Burks at 10. What say you?
3: Um, if they did that, I would be happy about it because I happen to really like both players. I don't Mm. want to see, that's not what I want to see. I happen to agree with you. I'm not quite as high on Watson as, as maybe you sound like you are. Like I was Mm. talking to, um, I think it was Joe Campione in the chat a little while ago, you know, his competition at North Dakota state was not necessarily impressive. So his athleticism is there. It can't be taken away from him. But he's another one that I think is going to have a little bit of a learning curve uh, mm-hmm. in the NFL. So I just, I those kind of guys spook me. That like you know first or second round picks. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I like Allen Robinson as our free agent. I don't want to give away a, a draft pick for the right to pay Amari Cooper twenty million dollars. Um, I get it, but I don't want to do that. I would rather wait till he gets in the market and pay him seventeen or 6 you know something like that um I don't think he's a 20 million dollar guy and I love Cooper I think these these prices are insane uh and Dallas you know this is why they want to get rid of him it's not that he's not good it's that they overpaid the shit out of him and they don't want to do that anymore so I don't want to get into the same situation and then give away a pick on top of it Again, I understand it. So I would love to get Allen Robinson and then take another receiver. I really like Burks. He's probably my favorite wide receiver. I do like Garrett Wilson, and I like a few other guys. Um, I'm a big Pickens guy uh, and some others. So um, I wouldn't be unhappy, but it's not the way I would necessarily go with uh, taking Allen Robinson and then your 10th pick on a wide receiver. That's a lot. That's a lot of premium assets. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't hate it, though.
1: Jake drops in with Super Chat. Jake says, not sure if this has been mentioned yet, but could trading DK entice AJ Brown to reunite with Moore and DK? Thoughts? Not a bad wide receiver group. Jake, could you please pass that joint that you're smoking because I would 100% want it over here because that is <laughs> lunacy. <laughs> you guys are looney tunes. I Look, I agree. I 100%. I would love that wide receiver room. It's never going to happen and it would cost you probably like $50 million. But, uh, But yeah, I I would say it would be great. Probably slightly unrealistic. Uh, Let's see. Where do we go? Wild Billy Boy drops in with a super chat. Says, for anyone bummed about losing out on free agents, just remember JD said this team will be built through the draft. His first draft had to be influenced by Gase. With Salah, it's great and only going to get better. Uh, Yeah, look. Joe Douglas and Robert Sal have told us they want to build this thing through the draft. And ideally, the best teams in the league, they are built through the draft. They retain their players, and when they have good players that they can't re-sign, they let them walk in free agency, they get compensation picks, and they draft more players to reload their roster. So that is absolutely how I would love to build this team. Uh, And I think based on free agency, that's exactly why you have to build it through the draft. Because otherwise, you're going to wind up paying through the nose for you know, DJ Shark or, or... Friggin' Allen Robinson or something like that. Like, if you groom your guys, then you don't have to worry about that. So, Matt, I want to throw it to you first. Do you think the right move is building through the draft, or are you upset about you know free agency? Give give me some feedback on what you think about this.
2: Um, uh, I think still pretty good options for um free agency, even with some of these guys that have been tagged, but i don't like the narrative you should only build your team one way i think you have to create and do things um you know just be flexible because if you just wait and build through the draft i mean it's going to be another decade before you're making push for the playoffs you get aggressive at some point
1: i completely agree Greenbean, your thoughts on building through the draft
3: well, you know, I spent a large portion of the day listening to a show I like called Just Jets. And uh, Matt had a, a good point, um, which is, you know, building through the draft as the foundation. It is how I heard it anyway, Matt. Uh, building through the draft as the foundation is fine. It's great. And I love it. And I'm glad that we're finally doing that. At the same time, we have our quarterback right now you know he's on he's in his 5 year window and we happen to have 50 million i believe we're probably going to have closer to 65 million once we cut some guys and you know, maybe 60 65 so i think that we need to use that money like we were talking about last night ryan if you need to pay an extra million to make sure that you get the guys right now i'm not i'm not against that like even Berrios, you know you want to keep your team together you want to keep talent you want to reward the guys set a precedent there it's bigger than just the the you know the black and white the numbers of it all so i would say um the fact that we have money is great the fact that we built all the draft capital is great i would like to at this this point at least be a touch more aggressive than we have been building through the draft as your foundation 100% yes and i love it but we have some money in free agency i say we go get a few guys that are going to help our team uh, kind of take that next step. Well-placed, well-thought-out guys. Get them in there, maximum impact, and do that as well.
1: Ali, your thoughts on building through the draft?
4: Yeah, from what the previous GMs that we've had, they focused on f- just free agency, and then they shipped the bed uh, in the draft. Um, that's pretty much what it has been for a couple of years. And for the first time, I actually see them working the draft and actually hitting on their picks. You know, there's potential there. There's guys that are going to be maybe around for the Jets for a long time. But, you know, especially that he said, you know, J.D. and Salah has said that they're going to build through the draft. They're going to do all that stuff. But they also said they're going to be aggressive in free agency if they need to. They know they need. They have a lot of positions that can use upgrade. They know that they um, could get veteran guys that could make us a playoff team. You know, there's guys out there still – in free agency that can help this team regardless. You know, it, it doesn't have to just be the draft. Yes, the foundation is there, and they're building on the foundation. I think they finally have went in a direction where they're actually developing a football team together. And But you need to add pieces. They're not just focusing on one part of the offseason, which is free agency. They're focusing on all phases of offseason, which they I feel like we've never really done uh, with other Uh, regimes and stuff, so I think this is a great approach of them, and they definitely will be aggressive in free agency. I think Douglas is going to make a lot of signings and shock a lot of people this year.
1: Guys, if you're just tuning in, hit that like button on the way in for every 25 likes we get. We're going to pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream, and if you want to check out the free first-round mock draft competition, you could win yourself a jersey if you wind up winning. It could be any team. It doesn't have to be a Jet jersey. Um, Hopefully it is a Jet jersey, but we'll see. Sully. Thank you so much for the super chat. Says, love you, green bean. Here's half a gallon for you. So there's, there's that, Suli. two bucks,
3: 250. <laughs> Julie, thanks, Julie.
1: <laughs> half a Thanks. If, if he's in California, it's a third of a tank. <laughs> uh,
3: I tell you, man, I can't do it, but thanks, Julie. I appreciate it, man.
1: <laughs> uh, Jose comes in with a super chat. Thank you, Jose. Uh, so Matt, I'm going to throw this one to you. Cause I know you were really excited for this player. Uh, Sign the safety out of Georgia at 35. What do you think about that?
2: Um, well, that's someone who had a really good combine and was a stock up, but his tape at Georgia was really good. There's a lot of guys at the top of the second round who I think are good targets. Whether you want to go Daxton, Hiljaquan, Brisker, seen, um, oh my god, Baylor, safety who I'm liking on, who is at the the scene bowl, Petrie Woods, right?
1: Uh, Oh, Petrie,
2: yeah, Yeah, yeah. uh, yeah there's a different options, but see, I think he's a hard hitter too. I think he could be nice, a strong safety option. You pair him with someone in free agency to play free safety.
1: Taps, any button drops him a super chat says, please stop the sauce at four nonsense. Hashtag banana land. Uh, God, I love me there some banana is. land, but man, dude, I love me some sauce. I just want to see some wide receivers covered in sauce. That's just what I want. Like I, I want that in the <laughs> worst way. If you're telling yeah, yeah, me, yeah, I good. can say, Oh it's dude, it's just, it, it just sets up
3: so well. Um, that does. That's good. I gotta give that to you. That is uh, that's begging. Uh, yeah, that's I definitely wanna get lost
1: add. in the sauce. That's what it is. <laughs> just, there's, there's so much that I could do with this. And I really I just I like him. I like the personality. I wanna root for that guy. If we draft Thibodeau, I'm gonna root for him, but man, I there's something about him I just don't like. It's the same way I kind of I, I didn't feel that way about Jamal until that trade deadline stuff, but I feel that way about Kayvon now, and that's I think that's kind of where I'm a little irked about it. Uh, let's see, who's up next? Shavanchu, where's your super chat? Guys, I'm just working my way through some of these, so just bear with me. If you put one in, it's, it'll we'll, we'll come up to it. Uh, Shavanchu drops in with super chat, says, with the free agency pool shrinking, what are realistic targets to help Zach on offense? Mind you, we also have to compete with other teams as we bid. Uh, yeah, so let's go around the table. Let's Let's talk about, let's give one name, One option that you would like to go in free agency. It doesn't necessarily have to be helping Zach on offense. It can if you want. But I think Douglas and Salah have both said it could be helping uh, Zach by way of getting turnovers or by, you know, getting turnover on downs, things of that nature, getting stops. So for me, one offensive player that I think you could look at is DJ Shark from uh, Jacksonville. I think the very high upside... I think there is a strong chance... Well, I mean, he's definitely testing the market. They already used their franchise tag on Cam Robinson. Um, I think he's a high upside guy. Um, again, I don't know if it's necessarily... I don't know. I don't know. He would, he would be one that I would look at, for sure. I think the upside's there. He can grow with Zach Wilson, but you just got to know, like, is he going to butt into the star that you're hoping he's going to butt into? Matt, is there a player on your mind that you think could help this team in free agency?
2: Yeah, there definitely is. Uh offensive line, Lincoln Tomlinson, uh, uh Austin Corbett, something like that. Um to End you can still go with um Zach Hayden Hurst, something like that. Um Alan Rossins hitting market. So there are definitely some options here. Uh it sucks to see some of these games become you know not available, but that's business. It's gonna happen.
1: Green what about you? Name one free agent you'd like to see the Jets sign
3: uh i'm uh if we could only sign one guy um von miller yeah that's what i want i want joe douglas to come out of nowhere and just all of a sudden day one the jets out of nowhere sign von fucking miller that's what i want the headline to be but uh more realistically i think uh i'm with matt i think priority should be that right guard spot there are a few really good guys that could fit the bill um, Lake and Tomlinson, like you said, James Daniels, Alex Kappa. Uh, there's a few guys that would literally lock that down for us, and we wouldn't have to worry about it in the draft. I think, you know, um, the the fact that we have so many young guys around the team, like let's just get a vet that kind of knows the system, at least the wide zone system. Um, get them in there, and uh, and let's let's get like get what we already know they will be rather than a draft pick. I think that would be my priority. Um, if I had to pick one, I would probably go Lake and Tomlinson because he was literally under these coaches. Like John Benton was his offensive line coach for years. So I think that you can't get more comfortable
4: than that.
1: Ali, your thoughts on the free agents class?
4: Yeah. Um, I really do like Marcus Williams. Um, I feel like he would be a good fit um, in that defense um, of Robert Salah's defense uh, that they have there. Um I just, I don't know. I th- I think he would be a really good player to build around. I think he would be a guy that they could draft other guys in the, in, in the draft and match it up in the secondary. Because the secondary struggle, there's no doubting that. And I feel like Marcus Williams is a talented player who can come in um, and make plays for you. And that's kind of what the Jets' defense needs. We need a guy that can, can make plays. Um, and I feel like he's just made plays no matter what he's done. Um, we still don't know what's going to happen with Marcus May. So we don't know the situation with him at safety. So uh, getting a guy like Marcus Williams, he's a reliable, he's a guy that um, is known around the league as a good player. So I think Marcus Williams um, is one guy. And I feel like if Amari Cooper also gets released and becomes a free agent, I would go after him uh, just because, um, or at least test it out and see what they can do with that. Because obviously there's going to be a market for him. Obviously there's going to be a lot of bidders and you are going to lose a lot of, a bids against a lot of players because we're just not, we're the Jets, right? So they're, we're not ready to win, and all their teams are in a much better place to start winning games. Um, so it's not a very attractive, but if the Jets throw money at him, he definitely will come, and that will help Zach Wilson in this offense. And I think if he does become available and gets released, I think it's a realistic target for the Jets.
1: Taps any button, drops in the super chat, says, We should only draft O line or D end at four. Stop with the nonsense. Uh, yeah, look, ideally you mm. want to take end at four. I think that is 100% the way you want to go. I think when you're considering how you want to build your team, if you grade one player, like the reason I say Sauce at four prior to you know the last day and a half or so was I would grade Sauce higher than the second corner by a, a pretty substantial margin. Um, and then I would say that the edge rushers are kind of all sort of clumped together with me. So I could go any which direction on the edge rusher, but I think if you fall in love with an edge rusher, take him at four. He's far more important. He's going to be far more impactful than the corner you're going to take it for hundred percent, regardless of how you feel about him. Uh, let's see who was next on here. Chavanchu saw you in here. Bam. Drops in with a super chat, says first round corner, scare me. Kyle Wilson, D Milliner, Eli Apple, JC Horn, etc. Uh, especially in a league where rules are anti-corners, no more shutdown corners. Yeah, look, I I can understand that. That doesn't mean you don't need corners. I think you can still shade coverages certain ways, and that'll drastically help your your defense. I think that's probably, to an extent, why we saw maybe some of the struggles by C.J. Mosley and things like that. Like, I think we played our linebackers a little differently than we would have otherwise done had we had a little more help in the secondary and a little bit more pressure coming up front. Uh, ooh! Breaking news: Bobby Wagner has been released. That's big time. Oh wow! Was he wow. on Seattle
4: with Sala? I think he was.
2: He must I'm pretty, be I'm pretty sure
4: I saw a him. picture. I pretty, I pretty much sure. I'm pretty sure I saw a picture with him in like a. I think. I think it was.
1: You got to think he's going to be someone that we're going to keep an eye on in free agency. I'm, I, I'd, I'd be about that. I, he's got to be 30 or 31 now.
3: 31, right? Okay. Looking at it right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know what he winds up going for, as far as like a you know a contract would go. But I, I mean, anytime you have a report with the head coach of another team, and you won a Super Bowl with him, I think that's probably uh, not a bad move. Um, Matt, I'm going to throw this one to you. First round corners scare the heck out of Chevan No more shutdown corners in the league. How you feel about corners?
2: Um, I think it's still important, and I'm not anti-cornerback. I would prefer corner over safety in the first round. Um, I'm just more pro pass rush than I am pro-corner. I lean more so, more so towards drifting. Uh, one of the top edge rushers I do a corner, but I like Sauce a lot. Like I said, a bunch already. Uh, he's my number one corner. I think he's going to be a very good play in this league.
1: DHXLLL, or three. Uh, thanks to Zoom Chat. It says Amari Cooper or Allen Robinson. Uh, let's get Ali's take.
4: I want to hear what Ali's thoughts on this are. So, player wise, I'll probably go Amari Cooper. Money wise, it's probably gonna be Allen Robinson. Uh, it's just it's different. It's two different players, just in different circumstances. It's Allen Robinson come in and still make plays for us, but Amari Cooper is that big, bold signing you would make in free agency. Him to put a thousand yards up for us, you know, and be 10 touchdowns at least for the season. So, like, that's like the expectation for Amari Cooper. Allen Robinson's more of like 700, 800 yards, you know, like very low level mm-hmm. type player. Uh, that really doesn't help. So, I think if you look at both players, they're just in different scenarios. become Cooper is wanting so much money, Allen Robinson can get a pretty cheap deal from him because he hasn't really done much, um, last year or so. Uh, so, I think you would just get him. For much cheaper, but if I had to choose one of those guys, it'd probably be Cooper. You know, I Alan Robinson the Jets are always connected, always connected, and it never happens. And I feel like for the first time, it actually might happen this year. Um, but I kind of just want to stay away from that a little bit. I kind of do like Amari Cooper a little bit more, but it's more of the money that comes in in the way. Yeah,
1: Cooper is an interesting one because if you trade for him, you're going to give up a fifth round pick. So you're you're getting a player that I don't think would have come here if he hit free agency, and he's due $20 million this year. But if you sign Allen Robinson, I don't think Allen Robinson's signing for a one-year deal. So I think you're actually dishing out more guaranteed money for Allen Robinson than you would for Amari Cooper giving up a fifth. So it's kind of an interesting dilemma. You could go either way. Um, I would say if you bring in Allen Robinson for, say, a two- or three-year contract, you're probably looking at moving off Corey Davis after this year, uh, where Cooper, I think, probably opens the door for either Cooper or... uh, you know, Corey Davis to wind up staying a little bit longer. Uh, Steve Love drops in with the super chat. Steve says, "I wanted Robbie back until he did the jet celebration when he scored on us. He spit in our faces, dude. How yeah. much did that suck when that happened, Green Bean? I know you were all fired up about Robbie Anderson doing the airplane when we threw the threw the he threw the bomb or he caught
3: the bomb yeah. from Sam
1: Darnold. It just." Ugh. Brutal.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, you know, of course, from his perspective, like let's let's flip it. If that was our guy, like when Corey Davis caught the bomb when Zach Wilson pointed him down the field mm-hmm. and Corey Davis caught the touchdown on the Titans, we were psyched for Corey Davis to rub it in the face of his former team that let him go. So I do get it, but on our side, fuck him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that just makes me all so happy to see that. David Girard <laughs> drops in with a super chat. David says Salah wants guys who love football, not what it can do for them. KT went to Oregon because he is uh because he is guaranteed a job by Nike. I know it's different, but still. So let me let me play a clip because I did have this queued up and I just want to show you guys the the conversation that Joel Klatt from Fox Fox Sports had with Kayvon Thibodeau uh, and I just want you to hear from Kayvon how you feel, like is he all in or is he more setting himself up for the future and is it a good or a bad thing? But I wanna hear your thoughts after we watch this.
0: Listen, you're gonna be a superstar in the NFL but for guys that aren't, it means something that they're a, a Crimson Tide Can player. I give you a perspective? Yes. If I gave you a fishing pole, would you know how to use it? No, I don't fish. You don't fish? School has never been important to me or a job or, or a career has never been important until I was done playing football, how would I know how to go get a career or a job? I won't. I think it's been, it's been one of my arguments for a long time that we don't have have mandatory financial planning classes. And you know, like <laughs> and it's for, not even- for every kid in college football, they should be in in classes that teach them how to operate their finances. And What world do I want to be a part of? If I go to Alabama, I'm going to win national championships. Literally. I said, but do I want to be a guy who's known to be a, a national championship winner or do I want to be a guy who's known for being a part of the greatest organization in the world? But a brand like Nike, I mean, for me, it was like, what, what brand associations do I want to be tied to? Sure. You know what I mean? And for me, I, I already hate the stigmatism of, of football players being dumb jocks. Totally. So now do you know what the stigmatism of, of Alabama education it ain't the West Coast. No, you know what I mean? it ain't. No, it I ain't Harvard. No, I, 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 I so hear for you. Me, I, I have to look at it and say, I'm only gonna be in college for three years. Like I said, but if I would've went to Alabama, I pro- I, one, I probably would still be there, and we wouldn't be sitting here today. Two, I probably wouldn't have graduated yet. And three, I don't know if my degree would mean anything. Hmm. And there's no guarantee. I think Oregon might be the only place where you are guaranteed, and it's not. I don't. I wouldn't say it's a guarantee. But there is a 90% chance that if you want to, a Nike opportunity is there. Mm. And and there's a guarantee that if you play football at Oregon, you can work in the corporate Nike world. That's a guarantee. And Phil Knight, I can call him and he'd, get, he'd tell you that today. So, guys, I want to go
1: back to your thoughts about Kayvon's thought process. Because he said, and I quote, I could go to Alabama and I could win championships. But he didn't want to do that. He wanted to go no. to Oregon and set himself up later on. Like, I want the guy that wants to win. I'm sorry. Like, I want someone who's thinking of the now, not so- someone who's thinking, you know, about his future. And he winds up going on, on TV and saying something really stupid. He doesn't even say the right words <laughs> at times. Stigmatism. Come on, dude. I don't know. I Look, I for me, this isn't even the only time that this has come up. He told scouts he was going to be doing all the drills, and he dipped out of all the drills. Like, are scouts and, and GMs going to trust this guy? He's brought up, you know, the taxes in New Jersey and in California. Is that going to be an issue when we try to re-sign him down the road? There were, there were scouts, I was talking to Joe last night, who had him in an interview for 15 minutes, and he brought up his brand three times. Like, I don't think this guy is in it for the football. I think he's in it for everything that football gives him. And I'm sorry, I don't want Kayvon Thibodeau. That's just my thoughts. Matt, I want to hear your thoughts. I want to go around the panel. Uh, talk to me. Um...
2: I think that he is trying to uh, make sure that he's set up financially for more than just, hey, I'm going to play in the NFL for seven years or however long the average NFL career is, and then just be done. Um, I th- outside of the stigmatism, that's pretty just I felt right, yeah. me that, he's that in the stigma. <laughs> uh, but he was right about pretty he was right about pretty much everything else he was saying. Uh, I, I really don't have a, I think he's a smart guy, and I think the biggest takeaway that I had was from that conversation. It was from when he was talking about how he studies NFL tape so much, and he takes these moves from these other passers and implies it into his own game. It kind of reminds me of the people who were saying last year that Zach Wilson's a spoiled rich kid and that he doesn't care about uh, ball and he doesn't have that same drive. And it's, I don't know, we're just looking for reasons to put people down.
1: Bean, what are your thoughts on Kayvon Thibodeau after hearing all that?
3: Yeah, you know, Ryan, I hate to disagree with you. I do. I I, I like agreeing with you. It feels good. Oh, no, I uh, want you to I disagree.
1: I'm good. I like getting fired up. This yeah. is, uh, you, you get me charged.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, again, I was listening to a show earlier called Just Jets, and they touched on this on this little bit. And it's like, I, I got to say, while I don't think he came off awesome. Like Matt said, the stigmatism thing, like you're talking about education and you're misusing words and you know, it's just, it's, it's a bad look. And, and I don't, I don't deny that, but I'm not hearing an overt negative, like that. He doesn't care about football. He's just trying to say that. I'm trying to set my life up like, you know, I'm again, I don't think he handled it well. I, it doesn't I don't even really get what he's trying to say, like about being part of the greatest organization in the world, like Nike. And OK, I just think he's a young guy trying to sound, you know, good. That's that's what I think. I, I don't really hear. I, I get the I get the concern a little bit, but I don't hear it. It's not to me. I'm like, it doesn't push me away. It's like, OK, he's, you know, he's, he needs some guidance. This guy he's going to he needs Carl Lawson next to him, telling him to sit the hell down. You know, what I mean, that's what he needs. And he'll get that, you know, so I don't know. I don't see the same thing. I just I get what you're saying, Ryan, but I don't feel that same. Now, stopping doing the drills at the uh, combine. I don't know what that is. You know what I mean, but uh, well, yeah, weird. he's Not, there's, he there's enough there. there's
1: enough little things that like irk yeah. me. It's just like I, I was two weeks ago. I was on board with Cavon, and I'm like every little thing. Like the, the I think the combine is what kind of pushed me just enough over the edge. Like I, like this guy's full of himself. I understand feeling yourself. You're 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 one of the top uh, players in the country. You need to be an alpha dog, and you need to think that you are like the best player ever. But like. I feel like he walks through life thinking he's the main character in everyone else's story. And it's just like, it,
3: it irks me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I just, again, <laughs> not it's not, model. it's not, it's not sticking to me. Like it's sticking to you. I don't mm-hmm. think he came off good. I'm like, eh, he sounds a little bit like a doof to me, you know, yeah. try. He's trying to sound better than maybe he is. He's the and, smartest uh, person you know, in brother. the room.
1: And I think he believes that. Why you that's don't that's fish? I don't fish. Uh, what do you mean you don't fish? Uh, what if he said yes? It would have totally thrown off that
4: whole conversation. Oh uh, uh, yeah, wouldn't thoughts? have went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from my perspective, the way I see it, of uh, how him saying that about Nike and all that stuff, like I look at it in my perspective, like as like a normal human being, like we're not football, we're not, and we're not there. We look at different options of what we want to do in life. You know, we look at. Let careers be beyond what I want to do. I think that's what he's trying to prepare for because football with sports, your career can end tomorrow if you get hurt. You know, it can end like that. So I feel like he's trying to prepare himself for maybe the future of if like I get hurt or something like that. I'll be thinking that that doesn't necessarily mean he's not in the right mindset for football. Like, I'm, I'm, I love podcasting, but is that like, it's not going to take me away from podcasting. I like doing other stuff. I like, doing with doing reporting i like to go do journalism stuff like that so he has different he wants to have plans he wants to have a backup plan if something goes wrong with his main plan um and i think he his main plan is football but if something goes wrong and you've seen this a lot a lot of high draft picks go down the drain and they get hurt and they don't have enough money for their lives and take care of their kids and everything so what they think of the longer plan for what they want to do He obviously didn't portray correctly. I think he just was look kind of looked like a fool talking. um, And he just didn't do it correctly. And just maybe he's just not good on camera. Uh, But I think he was in the mindset of where he was thinking about his career and his life. You know, he was just kind of thinking about his life. If something goes down the drain, I have a backup option. I can do this. I can do that. And that's what he's trying to pretty much say. I don't think it's a huge thing for me, but The Jets, what the Jets need to do regarding that situation. If they have even a little bit of concern, they need to do background checks. They need to keep looking into that thing. And especially if the Jets have him uh, available at four and they're on the clock, they better know every little thing about him. They need to know every single thing about this guy, about how he treats teammates and all that stuff. So um, that's up to the Jets to figure out. But as of now, the guy who's just watching this video I just think he's does not look good on camera. And that's a lot of people. That's a lot of athletes that don't look good on camera. They just sound weird. They just sound like they don't really care. But I think it's more of just like, he's just trying to figure out his future.
1: So Ali, I I do agree with you to an extent, but by his own admission, Kayvon Thibodeau met with the Giants, and they talked to him about, you know, if you don't get five sacks and the media starts getting on you, are you going to have an issue? And he said, I've been trained in media and how to talk since sophomore year of high school. I don't buy that he's not comfortable in front of the camera. He does great in interviews. He does... When he's coached up, he does well. But I feel like when he starts going off the these tangents, I think that's where he winds up getting himself in trouble. And I'm sorry, it's just something that... I, I want to be wrong because I want the talent, but I think... I'd rather go with other edge rushers that aren't necessarily maybe at conflict or or, or personality. Yeah. Well, like I I don't mind, like I think he's, I don't think he's that much better than everyone else that I would pass on like Walker or Carl Loftus, you know, if I think they're, you know, on relatively even footing. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of all over the map here. Uh, Mutt Viles drops him in the super chat, says fix the offense and free agency draft defense. Uh, Yeah, look, I'm 100% on board with that because I think you should go... If you want to go after Jensen or Bozeman, clearly they don't want McGovern because we've been linked to two centers. We've been linked to Linderbaum. We've been linked to Zion Johnson, testing him out at uh, center when he didn't play center. He's a guard. Um, I think there's definitely enough smoke around this that we're probably going to move on from McGovern. You re-sign Fant. You have your offensive line kind of set. And then you go into the draft, and like Green Bean's been preaching all offseason... Play to the strengths of the draft. Get your safety, get your corner, get your edge rusher, get like all these guys at the top parts of the draft because that's where the strength of all this is. Uh, so I agree with you, Mutt Viles. AZ Jets drops in with the Super Chat. Thank you so much. Says, pay uh, JC Jackson whatever he wants. So his spot track projected salary. Five years, $104.7 million, That's $21 million a year. He had eight interceptions this past year. Uh, He has led the league in intercept... Or not led the league. He has the most interceptions in the NFL since 2018. He has the most interceptions in the league since 2019. He has the most interceptions in the league since 2020. So this guy's an elite ball hawk of a cornerback, and I have no problem going after him whatsoever. I just have you know sauce on my mind right now, so I'm like I, that's sort of where I'm at. But I love J.C. Jackson. If you can't, if you have to spend premium dollars somewhere, spending premium dollars on J.C. Jackson, I have no problem with that. Uh, but he says Thibodeau at four, uh, Garrett Wilson ten, safety McBride Zion in the second, Muma or Anderson in the third, interior offensive line, uh, and second tight end in the fourth. Wilson keeps growing on me. I like Garrett Wilson. I I don't. I want to ask you guys. For possibly a, a comparison, I think that Garrett Wilson and Joe said it yesterday uh, looks very similar to Odell Beckham Jr. And I don't know if you guys feel similar to that, Matt. What are your thoughts on Garrett Wilson?
2: Uh, well, the running abilities, I would say yes, and like the the chance of like catching something over the middle and turning up the field and going. Um, I, I think he's probably the one who could. Cook. Come in with highest score and like good right away, um. So I think he's safe, but there's still like a really nice ceiling there. Also, uh, I understand why he's a lot of people wide receiver one. He's a wide receiver two, um. But he he would be home run for me at pick ten.
1: Greenbean, what are your thoughts about Wilson at number ten?
3: You know, want to hear something nobody's talking about? <clears throat> uh, did you did you guys see? I watched his drills numerous times. He jumped in the air unnecessarily on three of the five passes in the gauntlet. And also on his other routes, he jumps in the he leaves his feet when it's not necessary to leave his feet. And that's a confidence thing. That's that's a weird little, you know, like when quarterbacks like they'll tap the ball before they throw it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those, it's one of those things. Like I really like Garrett Wilson. I think he's very surgical. Uh, with his route running. But I wonder, I, I wonder there's something there and, and I don't know what mm. it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've talked to a few people and they all said the same thing. It, it could be a confidence thing, um, which is a little spooky, you know, for a guy, he's coming into the big leagues and he's mm. a little nervous. You know what I mean? He's a little nervous and he's, and he's developed, he's got a little, a bad little habit there. So that's just something that I'm surprised I didn't hear more people talk about it. Um, But that's something that rubbed me a little bit and something to look at. But that said, I I like him. I still don't want a receiver at 10. But um, if we grabbed him, I wouldn't be unhappy. You know what I mean?
1: Ali, your thoughts on Wilson?
4: Yeah, Greenman said it correctly. Uh, With Wilson, um, I wouldn't mind it, but I don't want a wide receiver at 10. I think it's deep. Again, I'm going to say it again. It's a very deep class. I feel like there's a lot of talent in this. Uh, wide receiver class, and the Jets can grab one in the second round or third. I also don't see McBride really dropping to the second. I, I'm sorry, but I, I, he just—I think people love him. I, I really do. And if the Jets want to get McBride, I think they need to trade down from the ten if they want McBride that that badly. Um, I don't think he, if anything, if he makes it the second round, he's going the first pick in the second round. It's just he's just that good of a player, and I think he rock the senior bowl. I think he rocked the combine and all his highlights have, are pretty good. So I don't think that's really realistic for us, but if somehow he does, that'd be incredible. And then I do like to double down on the tight end. Um, I, I think the jets room is just so terrible that they need to get tight ends in that room. They need to get new guys on the, and I think there's a couple of guys in this draft that you can grab late in round who can be a decent tight end at least. So, um, I do, I would, I would love to have Wilson at 10, but I think a better thing, uh, and I think the end result for the Jets will be that they trade down 10.
1: Chris Bucco. Thank you for super chat says Jensen, Patrick Ricard, a Rob Jordan Whitehead, Matt, I'll toss this one to you. What do you think about Chris's off season?
2: A couple things. Um, first, I, I'm very clearly having internet issues, um, if I knew what the issue was, I would have fixed it by now. So I don't know what the fuck the chat wants me to do. I'm doing my best <laughs> over here. So uh, sorry. Like, I don't I don't know. I'm trying. Like, yeah, I'm not doing porn. I'm just have bad internet today. Sorry, guys. Like, that's it. Um, it sounds Jensen, like someone feeling vestibular. a little bit like
1: Green Bean right now. <laughs> <That's>... Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, I don't quite... know,
2: guys. I'm having a bad I- I'm having a bad internet day. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Um Benson, I think, is massively overrated. Overrated. He's a wall penalty. Um, a Rob is a little bit scared all this past year. Um, he definitely does scare me a little bit. Um, I hope it was just down there with a the rough quarterback situation. And Jordan Whitehead is a nice fit at safety, so be a fan of that.
1: Edward Ziff. Edward Ziff drops in with a super chat. Says, Joe Douglas is getting icky stop the nonsense green bean i want to hear your thoughts on icky ikwanu at the top of the draft
3: uh first of all i think icky's going to be the jacksonville jaguars pick that's my thought Mm -hmm. um and it should be but that said you really think joe douglas is using yet another top first round pick on a on a position that he's already used first on and he already has players and we have holes all over the place. I find it, I know people are talking about it. I. It never resonated with me. Again, if we did it, if we decided to go, you know, big and we just get first round, we just nail down our offensive line. We get we get Icky and Linderbaum. Like, it's not what I would do, but I love it. Like, I get it. I know what he's doing. It makes sense. I'm with it. That said, I don't think he's using yet a third uh, first round pick on offensive line when we have the 32nd defense, no tight ends. We're missing a right guard. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I don't I don't think that's likely. Matt Morris drops in with the Super Chat, says, Top 10 mock draft real
1: quick. Okay, so let's do this real quick. Let's do a, we'll do a round the horn. So I'll start, we'll go to Matt, we'll go to Greenbean, we'll go to Ali. So Ali, you're going to be making the Jets pick. So I'm going to say, I, I agree with Greenbean. I do think Aquanu will wind up being the number one overall pick. I think that the Jaguars are going to take him. They'll plug him in at guard. And then in the event that they can't re-sign Cam Robinson, he'll wind up kicking out to tackle at some point. In the future, uh, Matt, where do you think the Lions go at number two? Hudson. Greenbean. The Texans at number three. We just lost Equanu at one. We lost Hutchinson at two. Where do the Texans go at three?
3: Malik Willis.
1: Ooh, interesting. All right. So, Ali, where do you think the Jets go at four?
4: Kyle Hamilton.
1: Ooh, ugh.
4: that would just there get Jeff fans
1: all sorts of fired up in a good and bad way. There's some people you like, you either love Hamilton or you are like, stay away. All right. So if the jets Got go him. Hamilton, I think the giants are going, uh, I think they're going to go offensive line. I think they're going to go with whoever they mm-hmm. like best between Neil and cross. Uh, I'll say Neil. Cause he just seems to be like the, the top guy, even though I think cross actually, you know, I'm going to go cross instead because cross hasn't given up a sack in his entire college career. Uh, and he's been a starter, I think, for three or four years now. So I, I'll, I'll say cross at five. Matt, your thoughts you. on uh, Carolina at six?
2: I mean, Neil and Thibodeau, they, hit a, they could hit a home run either right here. I'll give him the lineman, Neil.
1: Yeah, I think that's the right move. Um, I think between the Giants' first pick and... The Panthers, I think both of them want to go O-line, and I think they're going to take whoever they like most, and it might be Neal, it might be Cross, it might be Cross, it might be Neal, something along those lines. Green Bean, where do you think the Giants go at seven?
3: At Thibodeau. He's still there. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it's the slam dunk. That's, it makes It makes all the sense in the world.
4: I agree with that. Ali,
3: at number
1: eight, we got the Falcons.
4: Uh, I do like Jermaine Johnson for them. They they do need an edge. They need a pass rush help. So I think Jermaine Johnson from Florida State.
1: Ooh, interesting. Uh, so we got Seattle at number nine. My understanding uh, through some of the the Twitter things that I've been reading, it seems like they want to go with an edge rusher. Um, if that's the case, then I'd probably say Walker at nine, uh, which would be a real kick in the pants for me. I'm not gonna lie. Matt, where do you think the Jets go at ten if the board falls this way?
2: Mm-hmm. Or do you think we try
1: like hell to trade down? Wilson. What was that? Wilson. I think that's probably. I think that's probably right. I think you try to help Zach Wilson at that point. I think you might try to trade down. It depends how how you feel, I guess, about the other receivers in the class. But I think that's probably about right. I think we're not too far off on our on our little mock here. Uh, taps any button, taps any button, comes in with chat. says if Drake London runs a, under a 4-5-5, draft him at number 10. If Drake London runs a 4-5 at, what, 6-foot-5, that's incredibly impressive, especially after a broken ankle. Now, obviously, you do want to see him do his wide receiver drills, make sure that he can cut on that ankle, and you're not seeing any kind of, you know, lag or anything like that. I would say I still don't want to go receiver at 10, uh, I'm going to kind of stick with that, regardless of what happens with Wilson, regardless of what happens with Drake London, uh, but I think you you definitely have to consider it, and I think if he runs under a 4-5-5, five, five, he may go at 8 to the to the Falcons, um, but we shall see. Uh, Shivanshu drops in with a Super Chat, says, How do teams in cap hell retain all their talent? BS. Uh, so here's how they do it. And it's the, it's the formula that the Saints have been using for the last few years. And they add void years. And I think that's eventually what's going to wind up happening with the Packers and Rodgers and uh, Adams. And I don't know if the Rodgers contract numbers were actually released on what it actually is. Um, but I do think they do it with Adams. And they did it with Brady and down in Tampa Bay. You add void years onto contracts. And basically, if you have, let's call it a $100 million contract and it stretches out over the course of five years. If you add an additional two years of void years, where the player is technically under contract, their signing bonus gets spread across seven years instead of just five years, so it lowers the cap hit. Uh, And then it gives you the opportunity to to sign more players, but you're paying for it on the back end. So the the reason the Saints are in this weird situation right now is they're going to have to start paying players more guaranteed money than they may be worth to get under the cap. So you're, you're gonna have this weird situation where like let's say the cap is 200 million dollars, the Saints might be playing with like 160 for the next few years like the, or, or something along those lines like that's where you're kind of setting yourself up for and uh, I don't love it, but when you're in a situation like the Packers like uh, Russell Wilson, like Tom Brady, you know, those win-now quarterbacks towards the end of their career, I think it's 100% the right move. I just don't think the Jets are in that type of situation right now. Uh, Matthew Wright drops in with the Super Chat, says, Seahawks just released Bobby Wagner, Thibodeau, at four. Um, yeah, look, I I would love to bring in Bobby Wagner. I, I think, I don't know, you know, how many years you get him for, but I think someone who played with Sala and if Salah really likes him, I think that's a ringing endorsement, and it'd be silly not to do it. Um, now I do know that he saved the Seahawks, I think $15 million in salary cap space. So I don't know what his actual contract was, but you'd have to imagine he'd want a pretty high, high contract figure. And he's 31 years old. He's probably not going to get another big deal anywhere. So if he doesn't get a big deal, then I could see him coming to us. If not, like I don't particularly want to pay a ton of money to a, a linebacker at his age. Greenbean, I'll throw it to you. What do you think about Bobby Wagner?
3: Let's go overpay him, get him in. Let's go. 20 mil. Wow. Aggressive. I yeah. like it. I think we should uh, take a swing though. You know, we yeah, should, why not, we should right? definitely take a swing. Sure.
1: I like bringing in guys that our coaching staff knows. I think that provides confidence and provides knowledge in the coaching system, which is why I'm definitely on board with Lake and Tomlinson. Right. Um, you know, hey. Allen Robinson, I don't know how much of a connection there is. Like I know Robert Sala and him. Overlapped in Jacksonville, but I don't know how much like the offenses actually overlap. I know I've, I, I think in my mock draft I had us taking Robinson, so I'm you know I've, I'm definitely guilty of that. But I don't know if guys fit, and I feel like Wagner you know may fit this fit this defense well. Uh, Fly guy one says I love all your guys shows. I have to be honest here. If Kayvon Thibodeau is at four, I want him. He is a diva, but I think he grows out of it. Well, that's just it, right? Like he's twenty years old, and there is a maturity thing. Like, if you told me at 20 years old, I'm going to be the top dog going into an enormous college and everyone's going to be talking about me, I'm going to be going on all these national media things, I would have my head full of hot air. I would be the biggest asshole and no one would want to talk to me, <laughs> like, ever. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, I understand where Thibodeau is because I'm not naive to think that, like, you know, you you have a young player, they're they're talented, they have all the... Everything in the world right there. And he's trying to be... I don't want to say smart, but he's trying, he's trying to be forward thinking and thinking about his future. And I get that. So if you can get around some of the other stuff, I just think there's too many breadcrumbs for me to really love it. Um, Matt, do you think that Thibodeau grows out of these, uh, little things that we're kind of running into?
2: Yeah, I do. I think most people, you know, as they get a little bit older, they mature. And I think coming here would help because there are a lot of guys on the defensive line who could take him under their wing, whether he lost in or even at that point or Sheldon Rickins, I think he'd be in hands.
1: Green, you think KT is going to grow out of his uh, slight immaturity issues?
3: Yeah, I think Salah and, like I said, Carl Lawson and some of the guys that we have. I mean, they're gonna be. He's gonna come in, and and they're the right guys for that kind of thing. Because I don't see it like he's not out there doing the Jamal Adams thing, you know, calling himself the Prez, and like he's not doing that, you know, like he like calls himself uh, him to... the next Jadavian Clowney instead. Yeah, it's okay. It's not a nickname. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's, it's not like he's not. It's not a tagline. Hey, no, That's dude, true. they ask no, right, every right. single player. They ask every single player who they who they comp themselves to. So every player says it. You know what I mean? Who so he they looks at himself and he calls himself model. a
1: generational player that underperforms at the next level? Like, come on. Pick someone better, dude. You know they're going to ask that
3: question. So he doesn't he even play like clown. clowny. He likes clowny. So what? Screw I clowny. mean, again, like, <laughs> to me, I don't know. That, to me, is so... Insignificant again, he gets into the NFL. We know the guy can play his balls off, he's never been a problem. He's never gotten a DUI, right? He's never, like, you know, got caught gambling, like, he's never done any of that stuff. He's a good kid who happens to be high on himself, but he's performed the same way all throughout his career. He's always, when he's on the field, he's brought it, he's been one of the best guys in the game if not the best at his position during his his time in college. And it's like, you know, he gets around guys like Salah and all that. I don't think they're too scared. Now, if they are, if there's more there that we don't know and they don't like him, then they'll make that decision. I don't think they'll bring him on if they think like what you're saying, Ryan. I don't think if mm-hmm. they think that he is what you're talking about, they're not going to bring him on because they're not going to, you know, one drop of red dye makes the whole cup of water red. You know what I mean? So they're not mm-hmm. going to bring in a bomb. Into their into their clubhouse. That said, I don't. I'm not hearing what you're hearing. I see it, mm-hmm. but I don't. It's not like I don't know, Jay. You know, saying you're like clowny. Okay, saying he wants oh. to go fishing because he wants he picked the. He's trying to justify his school choice. So he's trying to say things. That's right. You know what I mean? He's just a, He's fucking twenty-one. What is he? Twenty? You know. Remember fine, when I okay.
1: said at the trade deadline that I was done with Jamal, and everyone got all angry with me. For the longest time, I said Jamal is going to be traded, his ass is out the door, and no one believed me. <laughs> no one believed me. I get in the same willies about Kayvon Thibodeau. And I hope you're right. And I do trust Douglas and I trust Salib to make the right decision. So I do think that there's... That was there's three
3: a- years. That was three years of Jamal Adams, though, at that point it took. But you. it was six months of Joe Douglas. Not even.
1: It was what? It was November. Yeah. What, did what, he get hired in July? July... August, September, October. It was five months. Five months of Joe Douglas. Not even because it was beginning. It was the end of October or like November 1st or something like that. So I, I'm i just saying.
0: All yeah, I'm saying is that I'm saying. You.
3: You, you, uh, you can't ignore it. You definitely can't ignore it. Like you have to factor this stuff in because we've placed a premium – on character you know what I mean like we want guys that when the going gets rough they don't crumble and and complain and whine we saw it last year we had a rough year guys like Bryce Hall Michael Carter Elijah Moore like they stayed together man they never lost faith they're here they're learning we need to continue that so if they think Thibodeau is going to be that then they won't take them I'm confident in that that said I'm again I'm I'm not hearing the alarms like you are
1: See, I think if he winds up not getting a sack through the first five games, like the Giants kind of asked him, I think we are going to see an issue. And I, I, I hope you're right. And I do think that Douglas will probably make the right decision, and I trust them to do that. They got the probably the most talented front office that I've seen since being a, uh, a fan. Uh, yeah. DHX drops in the super chat says, Equanu, Karloftis, or Thibodeau and Linderbaum at four and 10. Um, I, oh, man. Oh, that's hmm. good though.
4: Those yeah, are, no, that's, that's a great, all good. I'd be happy. That's a great yeah,
3: question.
1: So yeah. would I. I would be happy with either one. But if I had to pick one, oh god, I see. I don't want to. I don't want Thibodeau to jade me so much that I'm completely <laughs> anti him. <sighs> ah, screw it. I'm going to Quanu Karloff this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Screw it, <laughs> Matt. Who do you want?
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um i want the first batch because i think a is versatile and play inside or outside which i think is really important for this year and i'm still a big off this guy even if the nfl isn't right now
3: green bean
1: which one would you choose
3: yeah i think uh i like loftus a whole bunch too so i think i would go with a quanu because of the versatility like matt said um, and Karloftis, yeah, Linderbaum's is strictly a center. He's what 285 or something like that. So, yeah, as much I as don't I think like there's a him. center, I was gonna say, I don't think there's a center under 300 pounds right now. Maybe the guy up in Minnesota, but that's like it. Bradbury, yeah, yeah, Bradbury was light when he came out, too. He, he concentrated, they were his big thing was his speed. and. And agility, you know, but and Linderbaum's nastier than Bradbury. But again, mm. I think if I had to choose one or the other, I'm going with the Kwanu Karloftis over Thibodeau Linderbaum.
1: Ali, your thoughts?
4: Yeah, same thing. I'd probably go to uh, That's a lot. You guys pretty much wrapped everything. So you guys said everything. <laughs> <laughs> Shavanchu, thank you so
1: much for the super chat, brother. He says, That mock draft just made me weep. Felt like 2013. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't want. <laughs> hamilton at four i like i really don't i didn't
4: i'm not gonna gonna release my mock draft right now i'm not gonna do that on (laughs) yeah i'm not doing that right now come on i
1: have uh so i i I just put together my first full first round mock draft because i did it for the mock out mock draft competition if you guys want to get involved with it it's totally free down below in the description um i put that out (laughs) i don't want hamilton i if, if we look if if worst case scenario, you wind up with Hamilton and let's say Linderbaum, like I'd be incredibly disappointed as far as the allocation of resources. But I think we got two guys that are elite at their particular positions and will be around for a long, long time that you don't have to be, like have an issue with. And I think Linderbaum, God, I just don't want to take him in the top 10. If, you, if you're if you following Greenbean and I yesterday, we got him at 35
3: Yes, we right? did.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, we we'll did. See. We had a slam dunk draft last night, boys. We, we scored
1: it, it real well. If you guys didn't check out our mock draft, head over to uh to Green Beach channel because it was it was pretty good last night. Um All right. Al- Austin Berry drops in with a super chat. He says, "Ryan, my gut, or Ryan, my guy, killing it. KT scares the crap out of me. He's so explosive." But young, maybe he grows out of my uh, out of this thing. Trade down from four, get Walker. I really like Walker, and just talking to Joe Blewett, like he's all on board Walker as well. I don't think he's he's not like against Thibodeau necessarily. I would say I'm probably one of the <laughs> more outspoken people on that. But uh, I like Walker a lot. He he measured in at like thirty five inch arms. That's that's like. Friggin' like uh, orangutan arms that's that's enormous this guy's gonna throw people around you see how much he bended on all those drills like i i think what walker is about to do to the nfl is really impressive i would prefer walker at four over kt at four to be perfectly honest matt that's what are your thoughts crazy.
2: on that's just crazy i, can, oh, I, dude, stand I f- he that. could kick him inside
1: and outside dude i love it versatility my friend versatility
2: He's really good against that. the run. I think he needs to show a little more in um in the pass rush game. I I don't agree with you guys all on KT, but um that, that's crazy to me.
1: Greenbean, your thoughts on KT versus
3: Walker. I uh, I don't have Walker as high as a lot of other people. I like him. Uh he's my five, I think it is. Um so again, like I look at Combine's And they don't move guys around like they do for a lot of other people. They firm things up or they, um, you know, the combine workouts will, will, uh, you know, kind of keep, you know, like if I have a concern, it'll iron that out or one of those things. But, like, I don't know. I don't get blown away by guys in, in the shorts and stuff. I liked his workout. He looked great. Good for him. He definitely made some money. But if I'm picking straight up one or the other, I'm taking Thibodeau.
4: Ooh, Ali, your thoughts. <laughs> Ryan Goodman <laughs> Walker at four. <laughs> you you Dude, actually I, would consider We would actually consider I, Walker at four over KT. Daniel Jeremiah had him going five
1: to the Giants a month ago before the combine. Just saying.
4: That's crazy too. Just saying. That is very crazy.
1: I don't I, think it is. Look go back and look at Joe Blewett's tape. He was saying he loved Walker prior to the combine. He has timestamps. Hundred
4: percent, dude. I'm telling you. So you, you right yeah. now, if you were on the clock, you would pick who? Walker.
1: Well, you got to know who Hall goes Hall one, Hall. two, three. You're saying KT and Walker are both on the board, and we're saying mm-hmm. Hutchinson, Hamilton, Equanu are gone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look, based on what Thibodeau uh, and his personality traits that I've kind of watched, yeah, I would take Walker. I would take Johnson. I would take. Uh, Carl Loftus. I would take all three of them over over Thibodeau. I really would.
4: Oh god.
0: Okay. Mm. See,
1: you can, ah, dude, I'm I'm telling you, I I don't think Thibodeau is the the generational prospect he believes himself to be. I don't Fair know. Enough. I'm gonna get yeah. a lot of people upset with me, and then it's gonna happen on the draft day, and I'm gonna be like, son of a <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh I don't know. We'll see. Shivanshu drops in with a super chat. He says, "Ali's eyes and smile when he picked Hamilton; those were McCagnon's eyes, <laughs> <laughs> mixed with Rex Ryan's." <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> the, the Giants get O-line, D-line, screw them. Look, I, I think the Giants are going to go O-line, D-line. I think that's like as big of a lock as it could possibly be. Uh, you know who they take? I, I don't know. I do think they want a Quanu, and I think there's a non-zero percent chance they trade up in front of the Jets. To get Aquanu. I think they trade up with the Texans. The Texans drop back because I don't think the Jets are taking Hamilton at four. And I think the Texans know they're going to be able to get him at five. Um, I don't know. Just my thoughts. Ali, would you like to respond to, to uh, <laughs> Green Bean? What was Shiv's uh, name over on your channel? It was uh,
3: Lima Bean? Uh, Lima Bean. Yeah, Lima Bean. Hmm. There he Lima is. Lima
1: Bean. We're going to call Shivanshu Lima Bean because his name is really hard for me to say while I'm drinking beer.
4: Uh, Ali, your thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think people are taking it too seriously. I, that's not my actual pick. I just did a gen, general pick just for the heck of it and on the spot thinking. <laughs> that's not my pick, mm-hmm. but um, it's more of just like just seeing how the draft, like the rest of the draft, played out. But like it's, it it's a pos- still a possibility. You know that pick is still a possibility for the Jets to take F four. It's an oh, I feel like the Jets were rumored around him for so long that. It's just not going to die down like that, like automatically. And that's like the first guy that everyone had for us. So that's why I just said it. But <laughs> that, that got me laughing about McKagan, but I yeah,
1: love it. Was fun. Uh, Frank, uh, sorry, I just saw this. I wanted to touch base on this. He says, hey, guys, I know you do plenty of mocks and I know you guys know other podcasters. For other teams, would you guys consider doing a mock draft with those guys picking other teams? I love to see that. So I've actually reached out to uh, UCF Jaguar, to uh, Let's Talk Lions, to Asman for the Texans pick, and then I reached out to Chris the Entertainer, who I normally do stuff with, but he didn't respond back to me. So I'm feeling a little jaded right now. So <laughs> I don't have a Giants YouTuber, but I'm trying to get the the top ten picks. And I actually don't know a Falcons YouTuber. I, I went through this last year or two when I was trying to do the same thing and I like could not find a Falcons YouTuber. So if you guys know someone, let me know. I'm all about it. I want to do it um, 100% there. I basically want to do a one minute for each selection and then we get an idea of which fan base uh, and what these players want. What I've done with my mock drafts in the past, uh, and I've, I've been pretty open about this, I go to the largest fan forum of each team, and I go into their, their off-season threads and things of that nature. And you talk about, okay, uh, who do the Jaguars want? Oh, well, they're talking edge rusher. Oh, they're talking offensive line. And I go to see, you know, okay, which one do these guys want? And then I move to the next one. And if I see, okay, you know, the offensive lineman went first. I know the, you know, the lines, maybe they wanted an offensive lineman. Well, gu- guess what? Now they got to get their second pick. And that's kind of how I go through it. So worst case scenario, if I don't get the, the other YouTubers, I will get... Um, I'll do my own recon, (laughs) and that's where it's going to wind up, uh, where it winds up going. Uh, Wow, we are at the end of our show. I didn't even realize that. Holy smokes, 10 o'clock. Green Bean, can I have you go over to last week's show um, and give me five names that we can do? Let's see, we're at 289 likes. Let's get up over 300. I'm going to pick two more names, so drop a like on this video. We're going to pick a qualifier here. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So, 1189Paris dropped in with the Super Chat right now. Says, imagine the Jets pass on Thibodeau and he goes to the Giants, becomes the next Lawrence Taylor. I don't think Jet fans can live with that. Okay, valid point. You don't want your your stadium uh, roommate to draft the next generational prospect. I get it. I get it. Look, if... I don't, I don't know. I'm done. I don't care. I hate everyone. I'm, I'm so over this right now. I just, I want this draft to get here. Uh, Austin Berry dropped in with Super Chat, said, hold up, Ryan. I said, trade down from four. Ooh, Austin, trade down from four and pick Walker. It's not just the combine. Kid reminds me more of a more athletic Sean Ellis. Old Jets defensive end. Um, I, I don't see the comparison to Ellis at all, but I definitely, uh, if we're trading down from four, yeah, all day. Hey, let's trade back with, uh, you know, I don't, let's trade back with Seattle. We'll pick up DK, we'll get Walker and then we'll draft, uh, you know, we'll trade down from 10. We'll, we'll just go crazy. I'm all about it. Um, does that change your thought, Matt, about Walker? If we're trading down? Nope.
2: Not KT's there at four.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright, all right, all right, whatever. You guys are all jerks. Um, all right, you got some uh you got some names for me, Green Bean?
3: Yeah, let's go with PG Hudson Jr. Okay. Let's go with Jose Moya, M O Y A. Okay. Let's go with Richard Horton. Okay. Let's go with Mike Kaz jets all the time in quotes. And one more. Um, Taps any button. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we
1: had a bunch of super chats from taps any button tonight. All right. Yeah, We're yeah, here to do me. a little bit of... Odds are even. So, guys, three, two, one, three, five, six, seven. All right, we're going odds first. Oh, no, taps any button. Sorry. <laughs> All right, 3, Later. 2, Later. 1. Two,
2: four,
1: six, eight, Ten. Math is hard. All right. Huh. Three, two, one. Seven. Eight nine. Odds. Ugh. All right, we're down to three names. Chat, give us a number. Three, two, one.
3: seven plus said chat didn't he say chat
1: i did i said seven plus whatever the chat gives us
3: oh okay all right i said it one all right
1: seven plus six that's an odd number can't do math in my head right now so our winner of the shirt is going to be zachary burner zachary burner you are our winner of today's shirt where is it right there bam Reach out to me on Instagram or Gmail or something like that. Let me get your information. I'll send you out a shirt. Really looking forward to it, boys and girls. It's been a lot of fun hanging out with us, but uh, it's time for us to be over. Let's go around the panel and give our closing thoughts. Matt, any last thoughts for our panel?
2: Agents next week. I am up big week of content coming, so can't wait.
1: Green bean, any last words for our panel?
3: Yeah, good stuff. I'm happy to have Ali in the mix. Uh, good chat tonight. I want to let everybody know that we released Dom C.'s newest article on GreenBeanJetsFan.com. It is about on the running backs. And I want to remind everybody, Dom C. was talking about Jelani Woods and Christian Watson uh, before everybody. So months ago, he was telling us about these guys. So uh, the world is catching up to Dom C. He's killing it. You can find those articles on my webpage, GreenBeanJetsFan.com. Ali, any
1: last words
3: for our panel?
4: Yeah, uh, thank you for having me on. Um, I've kind of been away from everything for about a month now. Um, I, you guys, a lot of people probably know I was getting receiving death threats after my senior bowl, uh, time at the senior bowl. Since then, I've been pretty much MIA uh, because it started threatening my family, uh, and it got Jeez. really personal. Um, so that's why I kind of went off the grid for a long time um, even coming on here was kind of like hard for me to do it um, just because but I just wanted to get back in the groove of things. Um, but yes, I was, that was true uh, that people were saying stuff and I had to come out and say why I was out because this is a very busy time for us. And I had a lot of content to put out after uh, the senior bill because I was actually there. But after that, to receiving death threats, I was told by police and everything to stay away from social media for about a month now. Uh, so Being back is finally awesome. I'm happy Ryan invited me on um, and just was able to come back, just talk Jets again. I'm very rusty. I'm very rusty. I don't know much more than what you guys know because I kind of just went away from all that stuff for a while for football. So I'm getting back in the groove of things and getting back in the groove. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, And free agency is right around the corner. So it's going to be a fun time. Guys, it's been a lot of fun and I want you to know, Ali, if anyone threatens
1: you, you got a bunch of Jet fans. We got 458 people that will go out there yep. and kick that dude's ass. So dude, we got yeah. your back. Guys, right. it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. My name's Ryan. This has been Talking Jets. This is Jets Talk signing off. J E T S.